The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Locked in to the latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com today and read our latest articles from Paul Mamino, Phil Boyette, and check out our rankings, projections, and the data monster. It's episode 84, the Dylan Cease edition. Today, Deary and Govier bring in a classic human being. Unique in his own right, and a damn fine entertainer in the realm of fantasy baseball. He has a lot of knowledge to drop. He's on the west side, out in L.A. Let's give it up for the guy known for his outstanding Razzlam review videos. Simon Dice joins the show today. Settle in with your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, as they talk shop with Simon. Follow Simon at Home Run Baseball on Twitter, H-O-N-R-O-N Baseball. Simon loves his Dodgers, but he's a genuine, passionate fan of baseball overall. If you like to laugh and you love learning something at the same time, then today's show with Simon will do you good. Good times, noodle salad today with Simon Dice. Take it away, boys! most elite podcast that you will hear over the next hour or two, <laughs> I assure you. It's a hey, the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road of Fanatic Podcast Network. I am Michael Govier at MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter, of course. And my partner in crime, although I don't know if we've ever committed a crime together or not. Deary, have we? Uh, C. Deary, 1999? Not together. Maybe separately. Yeah, I'm definitely... <laughs> About 25 years with- ago. Yeah, I've been in jail. I covered this with Nathan Dawkins on our earlier episode this week. I spent some time in jail, and uh, you know, I got out early though for good behavior. But me and Deary have never committed crimes together. But we may do so today with our third partner in crime. We got a guest. Oh, he no. is a special human being. I don't hope he doesn't commit any crimes. But if he does, I will take the rap. I will go down. I don't talk. I'm not a rat. I've never sold anybody out. Trust me. 
Let's give it up for the guy who is known for his Razzlam videos, which are fantastic. He's got a smooth, silky presence and delivery. He's got excellent editing techniques as well. I love throwing in those clips you do in your videos. You are the man of the hour tonight. Everybody give it up for our guy, Simon Dice. What's up, Simon? Yo, what up, fellas? What up? I'm a big fan from L.A. I'm uh, excited to be on the show. You guys are amazing. You're amazing. We're all amazing. L.A. <laughs> that reminds me of, Remember that song, Brand Van? That band, Brand Van 3000, Dearie? Drinking in L.A.? In LA? Drinking in L.A. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, what the hell am I doing drinking in L.A.? It was a 99, 98. Uh, I thought it was earlier than that. Simon, you ever heard that song? No, I'm not too. I, I'm not into music that much. I mean, I like music, but uh, just not enough time lately. I haven't heard anything lately. So what? You're a busy guy right now. Is that what's going on? Uh, no, actually, uh, just chilling, man. Just chilling. Uh, kids growing up, and just things are kind of like uh, on oh, cruise you're, control. You're a you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Deary's jealous. Get out of here, man. <laughs> so yeah i mean the second actually, time in the last three weeks we've talked about me having a baby well, you want to be a papa too dear it's okay of course you i do yes someday. it'll happen one day dearie yeah. will get there tell him simon he'll get there hey gotta listen to your boy michael govia he knows what's up you'll get there <laughs> you <know? laughs> simon i want what you up, to rela- i want you to relax enjoy yourself you are on the palazzo podcast right. as our guest of All honor right, tonight, man. We're gonna, yeah, got the you golden go. road, golden road, baby. Oh, oh wow, go. what is that? Go, golden road, point the way IPA. Hmm. Dear, are you familiar? Looks good. Golden road. Lovely can. Go. That yeah. looks fantastic, yeah, yeah. Simon. Cheers to you, my friend. Simon Dice in the house. We're going to be talking baseball. Yep. Because that's what the show's about. Simon has a genuine passion for baseball. In fact, it's really obvious, and I've heard other people say this. You were on Mark Kiefer's podcast, and yeah, you guys awesome talked dude. about baseball. Yeah, and you were on yeah. the Draft Champions podcast with Zach Waxman. So you've already been making the rounds, and you have a – people, they feed off your positivity about baseball. You seem to have a genuine passion for it. Would you say that is accurate, yeah, I mean, or is that a bunch of bullshit? No, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to promote fantasy baseball and baseball in general. I love baseball. Uh, just, uh, really, really, I don't know anyone around my area that plays fantasy baseball. So it's tough to like hook up with, uh, cool people that love the game as much as I do. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, uh, you know, like Bryce Harper, have fun. I'm trying to be like Trevor Bauer, try and promote the game any way I can. Just, uh, especially no fantasy clown baseball. questions though. No clown questions, bro. <laughs> That's a clown question, bro. But no, you uh, you know Vlad. So I found you through Vlad Sedler. He retweeted one of your videos. It's the first time I saw you, and he lives right. in the LA area. So maybe you guys will meet up one day or go to a Dodgers game together. Who knows? No, exactly. I mean, uh, man, fantasy baseball. This is the life, man. If you can just play fantasy baseball and chill like Vlad Sedler, then you're living it up. I've known about Vlad for a couple, like, three years, and, I mean, that's the guy I want to be, man, Vlad Seller. Just, he's in Vegas right now, so, wow. uh, man, this, yeah, of course, I want to be like Vlad Seller, man, just draft and chill and be in Vegas. That's what I'm trying to do here. Damn! <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm down with that all day long. Let's do it. Vlad is yeah. one of my heroes in the industry. I'm with you. I will 
Toast to Vlad. I hope he's doing well. Vlad, I hope you're out there in Vegas. You guys are all having a ball. Mike the Mouth's got his Midnight Madness uh, fantasy tourney thing tonight that he does. I love that guy, Mike the Mouth. That's another guy. That's another character, man. One of these days, I want to match up against Mike the Mouth. And uh, does he, I don't know if he comes to Vegas or I'll fly to New York. Oh, he's and, there right uh, now. Draft yeah, against Mike the Mouth. I'm not in that kind of status, big baller status. I'm more like a Leangelo ball. But one of these days, you know, I got a three-year plan. Mike the Mouth and everybody in Vegas, man, just want to have a good time and fun. And you know, give me three years to reach that main event status. Well, I love it, man. And uh, you're getting a lot of comments here. Mishpel says that if your beer you're drinking, the Golden Road, is brewed in L.A. So it's a local brewer. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Golden Road. Good times there. Good times. Shout out Mishpel. Well done. That's M-I-S-H-P-E-L-L-E. That could be Mishpay if I wanted to double up the L. <laughs> yeah. there, but I, don't, I don't know. Do you know Do you know any of these people or are these all new people? To me? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mishpel, Mishpel is the wifey. So thank oh, you. Hi. Hey, so, what yeah. up? Awesome. All right, we got viewers. Good to have you on. Yeah, she's the, the one that supports me. Like, you know, I, I really don't want to be in front of a camera, but she says, you know, just go for it, you know? I mean, this is Enrico Palazzo pod calling. You got to, you got to, just got to go for it, you know? Damn, Damn right you Woo. do, man. Hey, you know, I know good people when I see them, and that's why I'm glad you're on the show. You're a genuine guy, and you have a good time. You got a good sense of humor that's really important, so I appreciate that. And we're getting a lot of love here from the wife saying, uh, yo, love you guys. Wow, capital letters. Thank you. I bow to you. Yeah, and I, say I mean, humbly. I mean, you guys you. are awesome. You guys are like Johnny Carson late night. You, know, you guys are here, you know, early here on the West Coast around 6 p.m. But you guys, I mean, you guys are awesome. Fancy baseball needs like a late night show. Uh, I found you guys after uh, TGFBI, the leagues went out, right? And then yeah. I found you guys. And then uh, you guys have been having like sharks and ballers every night. I mean, you guys, every night, awesome people. I just want to listen to you guys. You guys are awesome, man. That is so fetch. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Two yeah, L's, two Simon, Z's, of course. Simon, Simon, we appreciate it, man. Hey, the goal after this is you're going to be in the main event next year. If you would have told Mike last year that he would be in the main yeah, event I want this to. year, he wouldn't believe it. Mike just got into the main event. Next year's your year, Simon. Okay, okay. But you know what? I got a three-year plan, but if I don't make it in the main event in three years, I'm hanging it up, though. So I got to make it. So I got to, you know, got to stick with it. <laughs> no, you got a three-year plan. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody yeah, out here not, then that's doing. it. I got to quit. That's that's too long. But, yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to Brian Rodgman. He always. Brian, you are a very loyal viewer, and we love that you always join us for the live streams. Thank you, Brian. Shout out to you. Rolling Sevens, he says. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. And, of course, two L's and two Z's. Yancey, you're right. I got to hit the button. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. On Twitter and Facebook. That's correct. And Joe Gentile. Joe, how are you doing? Joe Gentile is going to be on the First Aid Pod, which is a mental health and addiction pod I do with my girlfriend, Leanne, who I miss terribly. Uh, For sure. I hope she's out there. <laughs> well, but Joe says, y'all talk in Vegas. Make sure you come down to First Pitch so we can meet up at some point. Hell yeah. yeah. That's enough. You know, we've covered this on the show before. These live events that we've missed out because of COVID. We'll be yeah. there. The new faces like me and Deary and Simon, we're coming in. We're the new breed. You know, we're the next generation, even though we're all 40. <laughs> Doesn't matter. 
We're going to have a good-ass time at first pitch. Vegas, I'm in the main event. I officially announced it last night, and I, I did a yeah, little video Yeah, there we go. I did. I went for it. Woo. I'm throwing down, man. I mean, I'm... Yeah. Is this your first time? Oh, yeah. This is it, yeah. dude. This is a whole new experience for me. So I'm... Okay. I'm excited. I know you're I'm ready for excited. it, man. Yeah. I we've know been you prepping. are. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Me and Deary, like we said last night, we've been prepping with you all gotta, these guests. So we got the knowledge. You got to go in there like Iron Mike. Scott, you're ready. <laughs> Iron Mike Tyson. I never saw yeah. myself as a Mike Tyson. More of a uh, Mike Greenberg, maybe. But yeah, okay. I'll, take, I'll take it, man. Yeah. You know, Simon, yeah. Simon had all the great old WWF uh, references earlier in that video that he shared that I actually retweeted as well. So, Mike, when you bring up the main event, I think of the old Saturday night main event that WWF oh, yeah. used to have. Yes. Yep, yep. Dude, I love Yeah, I, lo- I love wrestling, yeah. Oh, you're a big wrestling guy, though. I mean, you I dropped used a couple to. wrestlers today. I used today. to when the Gigante came down at WrestleMania 3 there in Detroit. Came right. down. That's when I became yeah. a fan. You know, then I grew up and then I had kids and became a fan again. And then, you know, I haven't been watching the last 10 years, but soon I might sign up. I might sign up. I miss <laughs> wrestling. Dude, the legendary slam by Hogan of the Giant. That's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's That was everything growing up. That was like yep. so big. And the fact that it was at the Silverdome here in Pontiac, yeah. which is now so no many longer people. a thing. Yeah. 87,000 people screaming Ooh. for wrestling. Yep. It really happened. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for all the commentary. Really wonderful stuff. Thank you. Aaron Pags. Aaron's going to be on the show, too. Uh, Fantasy Triage. He says, the main event will never be the same. That's right, Aaron. We're going to get you on the show here in the next week or two. Stay tuned on that. We've been talking and collaborating. And then Simon's wife here says, we'll start our own WAGs, wives and girlfriends group, like the MLB teams have. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it could be like in uh, Naked Gun when they're at the baseball game and they're all like, and all the wives and they're all (laughs) spitting. They all got the chew in. That's right. (laughs) So funny, but yeah, Hey, that sounds great. I'm uh, totally down with that. And then finally, Yancey Eaton chiming in with some comedy of his own. Honey, I'm dropping $1,700 to play the main event. (laughs) My last words. Yes, Yancey. I don't think Malika would be down with that. Uh, Although you are a realtor and I hear realtors are rolling in the dough. So maybe I miss, informed i don't know but that's just me and that's where the big bucks start rolling you know mike last night after our pod i went upstairs and christina just got home from work and i was like oh you know mike's in this main event it's really amazing she goes how much is it (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like don't worry i'm not getting into it she goes is it over a (laughs) hundred dollars it's very expensive and i'm not looking to get into it she goes okay you you stick with the the smaller leagues honey i'm like thank you thank you christina you are right Oh, Christina's the best. Shout out to Christina. Simon, you like Christina. She's very cool. She's a Yankees fan, though. I don't know if that bothers you or not. No, I like all the teams. I like all the teams. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. For reals, like, I, I, uh, the last 10 years, I couldn't see a Dodger game because of the cable situation here. So oh. I watched, you know, had the MOB packets and watched all the other teams. I couldn't watch a Dodger game, though. Unless, you know, I went, I spaid, unless I paid 400 shit. bucks to go to Dodger Stadium. So but dumb. you know, LeBron came to town, so LeBron Dodgers. I gotta sign up for Spectrum, and now I can watch the Dodgers. Yay! But I'm a big time baseball fan. I love all the teams. Yeah, yeah, you got a passion for it all. I can tell. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. But yes, so I'm in the main event. We'll move on from that. I just wanted to let everybody know I'm excited about it. I'll keep you informed. It's Tuesday night at 8 p.m. I don't think I'm gonna live stream it. I'm down with live streaming everything, but this is so serious that I, <laughs> I feel like concentrate. I want to focus in. Yeah, yeah, I gotta concentrate. I mean, I love to share, but you know, there's a time and a place for everything. So I will probably not do that, but I'm excited to talk baseball with Simon today. We're gonna talk about 
Spring training is coming to a close. We'll talk about some of the fallout from everything we've witnessed, some of the opening day rosters that are starting to take shape. Players not only like Tarek Skubal, but even Casey Mize. Very exciting. We'll talk player shares. What are some of the most players that all of us have drafted so far this year? The ones that keep standing out for us. Insane Fantasy Takes. You know we're doing that. If Simon's on the show... Insane Fantasy Takes. (laughs) We got to throw down. We got to throw down some Insane Fantasy Takes. We'll supposedly do some Buttercups, overinflated values, and we'll get into the value zone. I know, Deary, you're excited for the value zone tonight, right? I got some guys on a list here that I'm going to talk about. Hell yeah. I am excited. Oh, Mike, so when you're doing the main event on Tuesday, I'll get the bat phone out in case you got to call me just for like a short therapy session if it's if it's uh, going rough. But uh, I think you should have it. But just to know, I'm on call just in case. Thank you, Deary. See, Deary's a good partner. He's a good friend. I appreciate yeah. that. One minute clock, Robin. so it's going to fly by pretty fast. But <laughs> okay, yeah, you won't even have time to dial. <laughs> no, it's just going to be boop, 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 done. $1,700, please. It's that fast. <laughs> But I hope it doesn't go bad. I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to have you guys a part of the show. Don't forget, it's the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter and Facebook. Utah. And, of course, our YouTube channel, which you can sub. If you guys are watching the live stream right now, do us a big favor and sub. Click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, and we'll have you at our disposal. Anytime we have a show, anytime we have a video, you could just get a notification, and that'll let you know that we're in business. We're live. We love doing the show. We love doing the podcast, too. All the podcast listeners, shout out. Love you guys. But the live stream is a lot of fun. And even though Simon thinks he's not great on camera, he's nervous about it, I think he's doing a pretty good job so far. We're 15 minutes in, Simon, and you are rolling smooth as the other oh, side man, of the pillow. 15. <laughs> Does it CPS seem like 90? at the door. <laughs> No, you're doing a great job, man. I'm glad you're here with us. Tell us one thing about yourself before we get rolling that's not baseball-related. Give me something to go chomp on. Give me something to really, you know, sink my teeth into. Uh, Well, man, I just really like to chill, you know. Um, <laughs> not baseball-related. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's can we it. come you back like to, to this one? Can we, yeah, let's come back to this one. That's all I need I mean, to know, uh, man. You're, yeah. you're chilling, and that's fine with me. You know, you like to crap gun. Coors. And just sit back and chill, man. It's perfect. Yeah. So. Or maybe you'd rather have... I mean, there's really nothing I can say, man. I mean, I've been uh, almost locked up the last almost almost a year, you know, inside yeah. here in California. Uh, so just, so yeah, I guess just chilling inside, you know. All jokes aside, man, I really feel for Trust me. I live alone yeah. in this house. Deary still thinks it doesn't exist, but it's this little hut I live in alone, and I'm in the backwoods here. <laughs> I see My your girlfriend's. It exists. <laughs> it does. It's real. My girlfriend I haven't seen in over a year, so I get it, man. All kidding aside, I, I think you should be really grateful for the family you got and that you could still see the people you can. But I get it. There's still so much more that you miss out on, and that's why these exchanges are fantastic. I think there's a real positive to doing stuff like this because we can – kind of have a conversation without actually being next to each other, but it's still pretty close. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, what the future is here, man. This is the future. Uh, this is <laughs> You're so funny, the, man. Fourth the way you say things are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the fourth time I've ever done video conference. Never, you know, never FaceTime with my mom or anything. And wow. I've been on three podcasts. The last week, and this is the fourth time I video conference, and uh, I mean, this is amazing. I mean, I I love what you guys are doing here on uh, 
Well, I see. I watch you guys on YouTube. I try to catch you guys live. You yeah, know? that's where we uh, want everyone to catch us. Subscribe to our yeah. YouTube channel, Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You'll find us. Utah, give me two. And that's all you need to know. Uh, somebody here, Third Place Magazine. I'm not familiar, but Third Place Magazine. Hello, how you doing out there? Third Place Magazine wants to know, can anyone join for $1,700? And that is absolutely 100% true. Anybody. This is not a secret. You go to NFBC or Google NFBC, and you can find the main event, and anybody can play. And there's some promo codes out there where you can get 100 bucks off. Simon was talking about Mike the Mouth earlier. Mike the Mouth came on the show earlier this year, and he had a promo code that was MTM. Palazzo or MTM Enrico Palazzo, something like that. And it was $100 yeah, off the main up. event entry. Yeah, just hit up Mike the Mouth online or contact the NFBC on Twitter or go to their website. They have a lobby where they got moderators. They're really good about the communication and trying to connect to make sure you understand everything you need to know. So, yes. Yes, good question. Five minutes, you got the answer. That's right. And in three years, Simon's going to be signing up and he's going to be winning the main event. He's going to be a first time entry, first time winner. And he's going to have I'm his going face for on it. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. You got to <laughs> yeah. get that Eric Davis with the high top swag. When you go for it, just go for oh, it. You know? shit. Oh, man. Steve Guile, our friend, is probably watching the show tonight. He loves <laughs> Eric Davis. That's his favorite player. So he's going to love that you said that, by the way. Yeah. He loved him some Eric Davis on the Reds back in the day. Google. Okay, well, that's right, it. Uh, right. We haven't even done the Belvedere. Christ, wow, so much to do. <laughs> I gotta get moving here. So let's Light do some. Do you know Mr. Belvedere? Do you remember him at all? Yeah, I uh, I do remember Mr. Belvedere because of Bob Euchre, you know, Major right. League. So uh, I used to. I, it was like on USA Network once in a while, and I would just tune in for like <laughs> five, ten minutes. But yeah, because of Bob Euchre. But yeah. Man, I love that theme song. It's pretty cool. I can't believe you brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> really just, cool. I thought housekeeping, and I just thought of Mr. Belvedere. It made perfect sense to me. Although some people say he's a house manager. Uh, there's a lot of arguments. Butler. A butler, yes. Yeah, I think he's a house man. Yeah, he's a house manager. Because he does a little bit yeah. of parenting as well. You know? He's a Wesley. butler. He's a nanny. He does. He's always got a moral kind of message at the end of every show thank you mr belvere for doing what you do and on the housekeeping part of the show we'd like to say thank you to those that have contributed or been in contact with us we have had people asking us for fantasy advice which is fantastic thank you so much i mean a lot of questions from people we had others that want us to do a podcast I've, we had one person reach out and we're gonna do we have an agreement i'm gonna do a podcast for the league so i want to say thank you to patrick ryan for reaching out and shout out to him so I'm available for those. I'm going to be doing more of those. And if you want us to do podcasts about your league, you want me to do a podcast specifically about your league, hook me up on Twitter, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs, DM us, or email the show, Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. And I will, I will try to make it happen. You give us some information about your pod or your league, and we'll do a pod about it. So I think it's... It's kind of strange, but like I think it's kind of fun. I think it's a I think good it's idea. Great. So. I think it's a great idea, Mike. Oh, thanks. Okay, well... I dig it. Yeah, I think it's something that people had interest in because we found somebody. So thank you, Patrick Ryan. We're looking forward to that. He's also a local Midwest guy. So we love the Midwesterners around here, Simon. We love the Californians, too. You know, the Californians. But we also mm-hmm. appreciate our Midwest territory. The people stay true to us. And they've given us a lot of their time and energy. And, you know, we have it toughed here. It's not always easy in the Midwest, Simon. And we're trying yeah. to make the best of it. All right, man. Yeah, I love the Midwest, too. Yeah, awesome. I always meet uh, people from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, we're everywhere. You can't. Yeah, we're like, 
cockroaches. Can't oh, you know what? Uh, see all the cool Michigan stuff there by Deary. Uh, you know, I get tickets here and there. Sometimes, you know, the Rose Bowl, man, USC versus Michigan. Michigan, oh, some boy. of the dopest fans. I just walk around uh, the Rose Bowl and, you know, Michigan fans, hey, you know, come have a beer with me. Some of the dopest fans, Michigan. Yeah, we don't play there anymore um, (laughs) because our college team has not been good in the last few years. But uh, we certainly were talking about the good old days. Ann Arborites Arborites certainly travel for their uh, their football squad when it comes to bowl season. You can definitely see that everywhere. So I'm glad that we were treating you well and uh, taking care of you as you were taking care of us. Yeah, Michigan. Wolverine's dope ass helmet, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's cool to know that. See, from the outside, I always wonder how cool it was to others. Helmet and and the the um the school song and just when you guys score a touchdown gets me pumped up. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> yeah, well, I used to wear I used to rock the uh, Woodson jersey back yeah! in the day with the swoosh. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. The number yeah. two is the number. He Charles Woodson should have been given money by the university. He made so much money for the university back then, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, everybody had a number two. Everybody everybody had a number two jersey in ninety seven ninety eight. Because yeah, people love people love good cornerbacks, and the fact that he was the first cornerback or the first defensive player to ever win the Heisman—that was that was just a license to print money. So I love to hear that, Simon. That's cool. Yeah, we haven't been to the Rose Bowl in a while. That's in there. Awesome. We haven't been to the Rose Bowl since 2005. Is that correct? Texas. Yeah. Lost to Texas. Last, yeah, okay. that was the last year. We went back to back. USC and Texas. I think right. that was back to. Yeah. Or was that two? No, that was two years apart. Sorry, because we had the undefeated. We lost Ohio State that year in 06. Yeah, anyways, who cares? Nobody cares about this. But, yes, we love the Rose Bowl. I always had a dream to go see Michigan play the Rose Bowl one day. Maybe that'll happen before I die. We'll see. I don't know. But I want to thank everybody who's reaching out and asking for fantasy advice, like TJ Bonnet. He's got a lot of questions about points leagues, and I've been trying to do my best. I have points rankings available for Dynasty format. I put a list of 200 players together, dear. Yes, I actually did it. It's only 200 players. It's not like 500. That's fine. But if you want it, I have a Google sheet where I created it. You could just DM us, Plaza Podcast or plazapodcast.com, and I will send you the Google sheet. You can look it over if you're looking for points, leagues, dynasty rankings. So thank you to TJ who made that happen. And I want to say, A. Hopkinson, Crushing Beats, at Crushing Beats. That's Crushing without the G, Crushing Beats on Twitter. He's got a couple points leagues of his own that are best ball, and he tweeted at me and Baseball Pod's Chris about joining them and i'm think i'm gonna do one of them there's two leagues there's one on saturday and sunday this is best ball so there's no further commitment all you gotta do is draft and they're 50 dollars. so if you want more information go to at crushing beats on twitter i'll retweet it out as well on my own twitter at mj govier and the palazzo podcast two l's two z's and you can check that out so there it is all right thank you to everybody so many people that connect with our community is growing and i really dig it man we're having a lot of fun here simon i'm so glad you're part of the show today are you ready to move forward and talk about some more baseball? Because we need to do some baseball talk. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's talk some baseball. Yeah. All right. Woohoo. By the way, Simon, have you ever been to rotafanatic.com? No. Uh, you know what? I checked it out once, maybe once. Just, uh, I think you mentioned <laughs> it on your podcast, and then I checked it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned it every show, I think. That's really <laughs> annoying. I annoyingly say it, but hey, we are part of the Rotafanatic Podcast Network. So I just wonder if it works or not. It was kind of an informal study there, a survey. So. No, yeah, like I mean, I like the Roto Fanatic in the background. You got representing, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I might have a shirt for you here. I know I got to get Deary shirt too. But anyways, all right, let's get into leading off. 
ahead in today's leading off segment. It's real simple. We're talking spring training. It's coming to a close. This will be probably our last time we talk about spring training. We're going to do our predictions show, me and Deary, on Tuesday night after okay, the main cool. event draft finish. And yeah, we'll we'll get it all finally on the record one last time. But as spring training draws to a close, Simon, what is something that you take away from it? Is there Was there a player we really were impressed and you started focusing on? Or is there an overall trend from spring training that stood out to you? Uh, well, with spring training, uh, I'm just trying to make sure that uh, everyone stays healthy. And these last couple of days have been kind of rough, man, you know. And I don't really look at, like, um, average, like, if, you know, if a stud is hitting, like, two for 20. Like, I don't really worry in spring training. I just want to make sure everyone is, you know, you got your Pablo Lopez working on a third pitch. Um, you you want um, guys building up uh, their innings, you know. Uh, but, yeah, these injuries, man, these last couple of days, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely a bummer. We all want to stay healthy. And spring training with Eloy Jimenez is the big one. Jimenez Ooh. and Gallon, they're, they're out. And there's nothing you can do about it. But I just... I wondered if there was a player that stood out to you. What about you, dear? Is there a player that stood out to you hmm. in the spring training? You're like, wow, I really like what I'm seeing. I mean, it, it, it's tough. I mean, you talk about the Bobby Witts, a guy like, you know, Joey Gallo hit a ton of bombs. Bobby Delbeck, I think, had like six or seven bombs. But, like, I can't take too much out of spring training. You know, to, to Simon's point, the injuries have been absolutely devastating. Um, so you want to see guys stay healthy. I think, you know, that this last week when they finally get down to their their final rosters, uh, you're going to start to see more opening day lineups and and check out yeah. those lineups and see where guys are going to be batting in the lineup. You know, let's mm. see if a guy like Nick Madrigal gets moved up because of that, you know, him and his situation. You know, is Yasmani Grandel really going to bat number two for them? And then look at a guy like a Casey Mize, you know, who just it was just announced today. It was funny. Last night we talked about Tarek Skubal making the squad and then Casey Mize, you know, the other fellow rookie who was up last year who looked rather rough last year and had a pretty rough spring until his last start you know he's going to be up at the club so he, i think he's going to be able to get one or two more starts in before opening day so i'm really excited to check that out and uh we're we're a week away man i can't i, I can't wait yeah. hopefully everybody can stay healthy here i got one last draft the night before opening day so i'm excited mm. about that and uh yeah i mean besides that yeah check out the lineups you know I don't take too much stock into a guy's velocity if it's down because I think it sometimes it takes time for guys to ramp up. But I do take more stock into guys whose velocity is already up. A guy like James Paxton was throwing 96 the other day. That is huge because last year he was throwing 91, 92. So I might take a little more stock into that. Hmm. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. I love this show. I love doing the show because we talk about baseball. We also have a few laughs. In that spirit, we also like to throw out our first catch of the day, and Deary already kind of led into it. It was a perfect segue. Good. Our first catch of the day. Yes, it's Casey Mize. Not only Tarek Skuba, which we talked about on the last show. He is on the opening day roster. Now Casey Mize, after throwing nine Ks on Thursday night, has made the opening day roster. Now, it's not exactly because of that. There's also COVID issues with Spencer Turnbull, so he's going to be on the IL to start the year, which is a real bummer for me because I love Spencer Turnbull. Simon, Spencer Turnbull, are you a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Spencer Turnbull. Um, yeah. I used, to, I, I used to sit in the office there in uh, corporate America and here, you know, in Cali, it's like 11, <laughs> 11 a.m. And we're just trying to watch some games. And, you know, was, the one time I did watch Spencer Turnbull, he, you know, he has a little bit of bulldog in him. So I like those yeah. kind of pictures, you know, so he'll give you like 
he'll he'll pitch you five innings and six Ks and no runs some games, and you need to get guys like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Spencer Turnbull. That's like Brady Singer. He is also a bulldog on the mound, no doubt about that. Oh, we had a quick question pop in here, so we love to react because you guys can live stream the show here and comment in real time. So Locher88 wants to know, auction keeper draft coming up for me on Monday. Auction keeper. Who are some cheap pitchers you love $5 and under? Well, uh, that's a good question. I, I think we would have to have the auction numbers up in front of me because I don't I don't know the yeah, auction I don't have numbers off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm trying to get to mine. Just so what about uh, Freddy up. Peralta? How much is he going for? Ooh, now that's we're juicy. talking. Yeah, that's a guy who apparently has made the opening day roster as a starter. And according to the Brewers, Josh Lindblom is going to be in the bullpen to start mm -hmm. the year, which is going to yeah. be shocking for a lot of people, right? Yeah, it's going to be shocking. Uh, but you know what? I'm, I got I got uh, shares of both of them, and I got a lot of shares of Peralta early and Bloom, Lindblom late. And I'm not afraid with Limbloom. I think he's still going to get his innings. Everyone's going to get their innings somehow here in 2021. So uh, you project him for 150. You know, he's not going to start in a rotation, but he'll probably hit 150 somehow. Nice. Man, I thought Limblom was a great value play. A lot of people were targeting him based on the fact that he was pretty cheap, like 370s, 350. His ABP got up to about the 350s, maybe a little higher than that, upper 300s. Mm -hmm. But... Peralta is a guy who his career numbers. Justin Mason had a good tweet the other day. He posted the numbers since 2018 for Freddie Peralta, but he didn't say who it was. He said, name this pitcher. And the numbers were not that impressive, uh, to be honest with you. But he's still young and he's growing. So if Freddie Peralta or Lindblom, who would you rather have, Deary? Oh, Freddie Peralta. I mean, he's been in the league three years, but he's still only, what, like 23, 24 years old? He's just had control problems, and they haven't been able to mm -hmm. figure out whether he's a starter or like a long relief man. Uh, he was someone yeah. that I streamed just in a league last year because his K per nine was really, really good, and he was coming out and giving you two, three innings, which was great. I'm so happy he's going to be in the rotation. He's had a really nice spring, so I think that's a good spot right there if you can get him for five bucks or less, less in an auction. Yeah, so as far as answering uh, Locher's question here about pitchers that are $5 or less, you know, that's a, that's a guy who Peralta should be in that range, but his price is going up, so people probably drive that price over 5 now, I would assume. He's at, he's at 3 right now on NFBC. Mm, 3? Mm -hmm. Shit. I would jump all over that. With a Apparently, max max of 9. All right. How about, how about this name? How about... Uh, Logan Gilbert, they call him up two weeks after the season starts, and he just sticks around. Oh, now we're talking. Uh, Seattle Mariners, starting yeah. pitcher who could be up after the two-week scenario, or maybe probably come up in the end of April, yeah. maybe beginning of May. Something like that, yeah. I mean, okay. what if, uh, I like that. you know, maybe he could be. This, this is a keeper getting a lot draft, of hype. too. He's getting a lot yeah. of hype. He's getting a lot so, of hype. If this is a keeper auction draft, that's a good thing because Gilbert could yeah. be a keeper, but he might already be capped. Again, depending on how many keepers are in the league, and I don't think Locher made that clear, but Locher, there's there's a lot of guys on there. Anybody else, Deary, on that list that you see less than $5? Uh, I mean, you never know what you can get from Herman Marquez when he pitches at home. I mean, a couple of years ago, his ERA was actually less at home than it was on the on the road. I have a few shares of him just because of some of the breakout potential in terms of him striking guys out so i thought he might be an interesting one Herman, uh, yeah. what if he might get traded too he's one of the I most been, likely even better 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Why do you say that, Simon? Is that would that be Just, good? You know, out of course field, out of score course field. And and uh Marquez is a good pitcher too, a good format to cool. take him. I was trying to get him in Raslam, but I just missed out in Raslam. Marquez oh, because you know because uh when he pitches out of course field, he's pretty good. Damn, if Marquez can get out of course field, I think that would make his value go up a tremendous amount. And if you can predict the future, one thing you can predict is that the Rockies will make a mistake. Coors. They're terrible. Their front office is garbage. And whatever you expect is the right thing to do, the Rockies will do the wrong thing. Arenado, dumb, bad deal. That Time will tell that deal will be even worse as history goes on. And then Trevor Story is the next guy who will probably go. So Story, Marquez, all these guys could be available. I think they both go go this year. I think Story gets traded to a contender and then gets signed long term. Okay, well, there it is. Um, yeah, the, as far as auction prices go, I've only done one auction league. I did my first ever auction. Simon, do you play in a lot of auctions or no? I don't. I love them. It's just so hard to find, like, a group to play with in the auction. But I love auctions. I, I just I, – maybe I play, like, once every other year. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I did my first one this year, and it was really Did you cool. go uh, Stars and Scrubs? Uh, what was your strategy there? Uh I went more middle of the road. I didn't pay a yeah. big price on anybody. So I just kind of kept it. I waited and I waited and I waited and I got some decent deals. I, I yeah. found that I found that worked out pretty well. I, I think yeah. the most I paid for a player was $36, I believe. Yeah. So. Sometimes I like to mix it up. Like if I was to play in an auction this year, I'll get like a, the Grum, Cole, and a Mookie Betts just to like be like, whoa, there, you know, put <laughs> some money out there. Yeah. <laughs> right away that's, yeah that's balling you're gonna be Whatever. just dominating in that kind of well, you can always that, find bargains at the end you know one dollar yes that's the thing i find about auction that yeah. my first experience really impressed me because i think i'd be pretty good at it because i know that there's guys down there that you can take advantage of because people want to pay big money for the stars and that's just not something you have to do so i i want to make that clear we're not auction experts have Deary, have you ever done a baseball auction i know you've done football auction no i usually do a football one i've, not, I've never done baseball i actually think it's kind of intimidating hmm interesting it, once you do it you're like okay this is the way to do it i think drafts lose their yeah. flavor in a, a little bit is that your experience simon yeah i mean auction i mean you always come in with a list of guys that you want in an auction you can get most of those Guys, and, uh, you know, it is intimidating, and they're long, like four or five hours online and stuff like that. But, <laughs> yes, they you are. You know, if you if you do one, it is, you'll be like, yo, this is the way to draft auction because I can get anyone I want. If I'm a Dodger fan, I can get Mookie, you know? I'm not going to lose out on him in the early picks. Well, that's but, certainly yeah. what I love about it is just, like, yeah. you can sh- – there's no strat- – like, sure, you have a list of guys you like, but, like, you are changing your strategy constantly during an auction, but you can go after anybody you want. You talked about going to Grom Cole bets. Yeah, let's spend yeah. all our budget right away and grab those guys and yeah. pick up some $1 guys on the flip the rest of the way. And the fun part about fantasy baseball is the roster construction, so these auctions are pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I think another guy, real quick, Locher, like Trevor Rogers. He's getting a lot of hype. He's still mm-hmm. cheap. Uh, Nate Pierce has got the groin injury, so maybe he's cheaper. If you're talking keepers, Nate Pierce is still a fireballer. He's got a lot of talent. I think that's somebody you could target who's cheaper than $5. And then after that, Caleb Smith is another guy I like of the Diamondbacks. He's coming back off a minimal amount of innings pitched last year, but he's 
pretty decent. I think the best years of his career are yet to come. Somebody that I would be interested in keeping, depending on the size. But there's a lot of guys that are cheaper than five bucks that you could find. Uh, I think what about, a fair what, amount. What do you guys think about it? Like a Josh Fleming? What do you guys know oh, about that? Oh, yeah. Guy? That's an interesting call. Tampa Bay. I'm just catching up here. Josh Fleming, he's getting kind of hype here, here towards the end. Yeah, a lot of people talk about Josh Fleming as a as a hyped up kind of young prospect, but I actually yeah. haven't had a lot of experience with him. I, I looked into him a little bit. I liked what little I noticed, but I still don't know what the position is. What we you know, what the outcome? What, how are they going yeah. to use him? What's his <laughs> role with the team this year? It's the Rays. Yeah, right. I don't know how they're going to use any pitcher. I just know, <laughs> you know, if he gives me like five innings here and there, then he's going to give me good ratios and stuff like that. So. Well, that was another question. Uh, TJ Bonnet, who got me going on that points ranking setup, he asked me a question about Luis Patino. What's his, what's his role going to be this year? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You are your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I'm not a forecaster who could predict the future, especially with Tampa Bay Rays pitchers. But they did trade Patino in the Snell deal, so they clearly like him. Anything you want to add about Luis Patino, Simon? Uh, I mean, he can be up next week, but my gut feeling is he's going to be called up real late. Just get a couple of innings here and there, uh, mostly the minors. But I mean, he could get called up next week. And he, I saw him pitch when he was with San Diego, and he's real nice. But I think he's going to get called up late. That's how I saw it too. So that makes me yeah. feel good about my opinion. And just reinforces it. Yeah, I, right. I, th- I think he's a guy that they bring up for the stretch run to come out of the pen and eat up two or three innings. Because I actually think they're going to need him, especially if Anderson is out the whole year. So we just got caught up in this auction tangent, which is cool, though. I'm glad Locher88 asked questions. We love live stream questions. For those of you on the podcast, I hope you followed along to that. We're moving back into the catch of the day, which is what we were talking about originally. <laughs> so that's right. Our first catch of the day. So, yes, Casey Mize is on the rotation for the Tigers. We already knew that Scooble was the other day. Mize is official. Spencer Turnbull's on the IL. And Michael Fulmer will be in the bullpen. Former Rookie of the Year, Michael Fulmer. Out of those four pitchers, Mize, Scooble, Turnbull, and Fulmer, Simon, which are the ones, who are the two you would most like to have? I'm talking this year, though, for redraft leagues, not dynasty purposes. I'll still go Scooble and Mice. Yeah, I, I still give me the young guys. Yeah, This year? This year, just do it. Let's go. Whoa, okay. That's yeah. I think of the four of those, Fulmer's last for me, even though okay. in a redraft, because he doesn't yeah. look he just hasn't been the same since rookie season. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Yeah. Deary, what about you? The four of those guys, who are the two you like the most? Yeah, I mean Fulmer's the the last of it there just because I mean he's not someone who's gonna blow you away. He doesn't strike out a terrible amount of people. I really don't like his delivery very much. I think that's a good spot to to, to put him in the bullpen ramp up that confidence a little more. I think Spencer Turnbull is a slam dunk out of those three. I think he's, he's my top guy just because I think he has the most kind of pedigree over these last couple of years. And, you know, Simon brought it up at the start of the show. He's had some really, really good starts where he'll come out, go five, strike out seven guys. So hopefully he can get healthy and there's no, you know, uh, you know, backlash from having COVID and that it doesn't affect him long term. So that's going to be really important to pay attention once he does get back. And then when you go between Scooble and Mize, I think it's tough. Uh, but I like a lefty with a really, really great slider. And I think it probably is is Scooble right now. Uh, Mize, it's going to take him some time. 
you know, he needs to find other pitches. He has a devastating slinker sinker. It's one of the, the best that we've seen out of prospects, but he's going up against major league hitters. Guys are going to be able to stay off of that. But uh, between him and Scooble, I take Scooble. Both those guys have got to throw strikes if they're going to be successful in the major leagues. And, you know, we talked about it last night. I think they got a great chance to become successful because I think Chris Fetter is going to make a real big difference under A.J. Hintz running that staff. Hmm. Okay. All right. I love Turnbull. I've said that before. I think Turnbull's the best right now. It sucks that he has COVID yeah. because sometimes the responses are unknown. We've seen players that have struggled with COVID. We've seen players win MVPs with COVID. So we don't really know what to look for half the time. So I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and say, I'll take Turnbull and Mize. If Mize can chill on the walks and he has a good April, I think he'll stay. I really only think the only reason Mize is up is because Turnbull got hurt. Is there really any other reason? I know Fulmer's in the bullpen, but he's still on the roster. So who are they rolling with? They're rolling with, I think Urena is going to be in the rotation too right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, especially because Fulmer went to the bullpen. Yeah. I just, I don't know what you could expect out of Scooble and Myers this year, but if they get off the good starts, that could be a nice little bump. I would trade them if I had trade opportunities in redraft, not dynasty, mm-hmm. redraft leagues. I would trade those guys if they got off to good starts and just maximize your return in April. Get it done and move on. Simon, Do we see- you disagree with that? Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I love these guys. Scoop, I mean, Scoobo and uh, Mice. These guys are young guys. So it's good for baseball that these young guys are that, you know, that they come up early and succeed. And I think, uh, you know, even if they get pounded like batting practice, they're getting these um, innings early. And these guys are going to be I know these guys are going to be studs uh, when it's all said and done. So, hey, man, put them out there and both both of these guys can ball all three of them. I don't know about former, but, you know, just put them out there. Let them pitch. Yeah, it would be it, it it would be an amazing year if we can get Scooble and Mize to come up here, pitch twenty, get twenty five starts. Maybe at the end of the year, you <laughs> see a little, uh, you see a little cup of tea from uh, Matt Manning, the next kind of yeah, big oh, time that's, prospect. Yeah, six, maybe six, that's number oh, one right there, Matt the, Manning, the six six right hander. Mike in a dynasty, Manning, Scooble, or Mize. Oh, it's Manning. He's definitely my number one. Yeah. I've yeah. said that on their podcast. I love Matt Manning the most. We will wait the longest. The best things come to those who wait, but we will be happy when Matt Manning finally arrives and he takes over as the ace of the staff for the next 10 years. It's going to be wonderful, Simon. You're going to love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, Tigers. I remember when Little League had the Tigers hat. It was awesome. (laughs) Tigers hat. Remember, Ice Cube back in the day in Boys of the Hood. He wore the Tigers hat in that movie. That was a big bump for Detroit. I know that changed the city forever, and the city's really been prospering ever since. There's a big uh, Dodgers and Tigers connection. Um, you know, uh, when Kurt Gibson was here in 88, they would show the Tigers yeah! clips. So, you know, we always like the Tigers out here. Tom Selleck, too. Brian That's Ryan right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Magnum oh, Tom, Tom Selleck's mustache. Oh, that's great. Magnet P.I. wears a Tiger's hat, too. That's right. Thank you, Mishpel. See, your wife is a she's an observant person. I will give you that. Tom Selleck, Magnet P.I., probably the most representative of a Tiger's hat, although I think of the Ice Cube hat in Boys in the Hood, but that's just me. Matt or Mike, do you remember the episode when Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker were on Magnet (laughs) P.I.? That happened. I, I didn't. No way. I didn't know that. 
That happened. Look, look, look that. it up on YouTube. It's like a one minute little uh, little clip. He's like at like a bar or something like that, and Tram and Lure in there. Wow, I'm gonna see if we can add that to the show. That's amazing. I'll write that down for sure. All right. Let's get in real quick to some player shares that we have the most of. Now, I don't want to spend hours on this. I just want to point out a few players that seem to have popped up in the drafts you've done. Simon, how many drafts have you done so far? I don't know if you've done a lot. If you haven't done many drafts, we can skip this uh, part, but I didn't even ask you, you know, really. I like to keep it cool, man. Uh, I, uh, I have to find a balance. Uh, you know, I've done years where I've drafted 40 teams or whatever, but I like to find a good balance. And for me, you, you know, 40? I got a... Yeah, you know, back in the days, 40, 28, 25, <laughs> same number. But, uh, yeah, this, wow. I, you know, got family, trying to keep a balance. I got TGFBI, Raslam, and I got three um, draft champions, and I'm doing a diamond challenge. So, like, six, seven, eight, nine teams around there, and they're real low maintenance. And uh, I'm pumped up, man. I, I'm loving these draft champions my first year playing. And, uh, you know, they're 50 rounds, they're deep, they get you thinking, but then uh, not too much afterwards because you don't have to make any moves. So I, I'm loving these draft champions, first year playing. Yeah, that's what I learned last year. Deary knows my pain. I went way too hardcore on too many leagues that involve fab, and I was overwhelmed. Multiple platforms as well. And oh, yeah. That's why the draft champions really come in handy. No yep. fab, just set your lineups. You don't have to do any work. I'm with you, Simon. I support it all the way. And Deary, you've done at least one draft. I've done two. I did one uh, today. I did one on Monday. I will oh, have one right. on yeah. Wednesday. And then I do. I did have my TGFBI, Raz Slam, and then, of course, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. So six leagues. That's usually standard for me, five to six leagues. Keep it low maintenance or else I'll just drive myself crazy. And the problem yeah. is when I am at work, I have access to be on my computer <laughs> and do fantasy stuff all day. So if I had like 20 teams, I would get no work done. So let's let's keep it low key. Six six to seven teams. Hey Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. You're talking about shenanigans, right? A lot of shenanigans at work. It happens. I've done a lot of shenanigans myself. But I gotta tell you, revealing who you've taken is kind of a personal choice for some people. So Simon, I want to give you the option. You can <laughs> yeah, do, oh yeah. You, you don't have to share some of your player shares because people like to No, I'm going to give them to you right here straight oh, from gonna... the NFBC website. All right. Hell yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's Enrico Palazzo. Let's do it. Just start off from the top or Yeah, give me a couple of names. All right, man. Number 1, man. Uh Randy Macho Man of Rosarena. Watch man, damn man. There was uh there was some magic in his bat there in the World Series. Um, and you know, I, you know, with baseball, I like to compare players. I've seen that bat speed before. I'm gonna give him 91 Ron Grant uh Gant. So, you know, I think oh, I think I he has the potential man Great that year. I mean, 30 he was like 30, 20 something, but I don't think he can steal that many bases, but he has 30 home run potential. And uh and I'm all about getting your guys, man. And I'm and uh, I'm picking a Rosarena before Kyle Tucker. I'm just getting my guys. So Randy Rosarena, he's the most drafted guy this year. Genius, genius, genius. Hey, I know Dave McDonald loves hearing that. Dave McDonald's been championing Rosarena, Randy Rosarena all off. And Dave right now is in Vegas. He's probably drunk. He's not hearing this or watching this. He's probably having the time of his life. But he's probably <laughs> yeah. thinking about. How amazing Randy Rosarina is going to be this year. I'm with you, Simon. I think it's a fine call. I don't want to 
chastise you, but I do feel like the ADP got too high, so it wasn't yeah. worth it. I wasn't. I just couldn't reach that high. I love it. I think Deary's heard these things eight thousand times, but <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So, oh yeah, you know, I'm looking for uh, that hybrid player, thirty twenty around that area. I, I don't have any shares of Eloy because you know he's only like power. He doesn't get any steals like that. I'm scared. Ooh, we just said Luis. the other day. I would love to hear that. Yeah, I'm square. I'm scared of Luis Robert because of his batting profile. This guy can, you know, strike out a hundred times without taking a walk. Um, I do like Osuna. I've gotten some Osuna. And then Kyle Tucker's there. So I mean, my guy is uh a Rosarena. I'm just grabbing him everywhere. I, I set the the minimum and TGFBI. I had to take him early because I knew I wasn't gonna get him back. I was kind of uh, on the edge there. So do you remember what uh, what slot did you draft in? Number two. Number two. So okay. uh yeah, I got the second pick and then uh I, so I like got him in that four? third round. Oh third, I yeah, set third the round minimum. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Because I know that he wasn't going to come back around, you know. So if I wanted my dude, I got to get him. Got to get your guys, as you said. Yeah, that, I, respect I mean that. that's that's the way I play. Yeah, I'm I was just go telling Deary this last night. I was reinforcing the fact that I got to trust myself. Yeah, got it. I've done the work, so don't get fooled or talked out of things from other people. It's cool to hear other yeah, people's yeah, thoughts cool and absorb it. Yeah, stick to yourself in the end. Make your own choices, right? Yeah. That's big. All right. Hell yes. I love that. You know, even if you miss it, but you go down swinging with your, your players and your, uh, your analysis and your strategy and you know, you go down swinging, but it was all no you. No one else you know? to blame. Yeah. No yeah. one else to blame but yourself. I, I'm cool with that. Uh, give us another guy. Let's see here. Uh, I really do think, let me see. I really do think I believe this dude. You want a swat is he's going to hit 50 home runs. Got him. I got him everywhere. He's going to hit 50. I think he's going to be shortstop you know, eligible too. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I think I think I do believe best shape in my life. And uh, I've seen this guy in batting practice at Dodger Stadium and he just hits the ball baseball real hard. He was injured last year. Uh, he says he's going to go 50. I, you know what? If he hits 46, that's okay. But this guy, uh, He's going to – some major power. Swat is the Reds. Dear, remember him on the Tigers? That was fun. Yeah, they traded him for what? Uh, the big pasta? Oh. Alfredo Alfredo Simon? Alfredo yeah, great Simone. trade. Way to go, Tigers. That didn't Good work job, out. Good job, buddies. So what do you think of that, Dear? Would you be targeting Suarez as a third baseman, or do you have other third basemen you'd like? Uh, That's a shortstop, too, or is a shortstop? Now? I mean, I, I mean, don't have any shares of them. Uh, not this year. I mean, in past years, I have. you picking up this year, mostly? I mean, shortstop. So, I mean, Jeff McNeil and, and Nick Solak have been guys I've been going after, you know, a little later. I haven't really been reaching for shortstops right away. Uh, you know, between my five drafts I, I, I've had, uh, the one guy that's been consistent in every draft is I've draft, drafted Michael Brantley in four of my five leagues. And yeah, it's he's because automatic. Yeah. It's because where I'm getting him at, you know, I'm getting him anywhere from between the 13th and 17th round, depending on what the format is. But this guy can bat 300. He's going to bat third in the lineup. He's a career 96% Z contact. That's just absurd. Okay. I didn't know that. 
<laughs> I, I, I brought that up the other day as well. And like, it's just, it's going to be dependable. Sure. He might not hit 20 home runs. He might not have a hundred RBIs or a hundred runs, but it's almost like giving you five cats without the steals. And it's, it's kind of like a, a second tier of five cats, but it's, it's just super dependable. Yeah. Uh, two, two other guys that I really targeted late and it's actually going to probably end up working out is I did target Jordan Romano really, really late because of the Kirby Yates injury before the re-injury was scaring me. And I think the Blue Jays are going to be a really good team. And I, I figured he was going to be the handcuff. And now it looks like he's probably going to be that guy that's going to be the, the closer. He's changed his mechanics a little bit. And that's why he was pretty much dominant last year. And the other guy was Emilio Pagan. Uh, the Dodgers are still trying to, or the Padres are still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the bullpen. I think they go with some type of committee, but some of the other guys they have here have their Melanson's a little older. Pomeranz is a lefty. So I think that's more situational. I think Pagan ends up being the closer there. And I think he has a chance to save possibly 30 games. I was woken up in the middle of the night last night. It was the first fantasy baseball dream I ever had. I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that Emilio Pagan didn't make the opening day roster and they were putting him in rookie ball. And I woke up and I was shaking my wife and saying, Oh my God, they put him in a ball. They put him in a ball. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so I was like dreaming within a dream. I woke up in my dream, shaking my wife, but I was still dreaming. It was the most wild inception shit ever. But wow. yeah, that's my Pagan story. Uh, but Pagan and Romano are two guys that I, I went after that have worked out. Besides that, not too many other, you know, similarities between my three or four leagues. Uh, so we'll see how it goes when I get my last draft on Wednesday, which will be a head-to-head 16-team league. Been in the league 20 years. I got the ninth pick overall. I'm hoping Freddie Freeman is there uh, based on the categories. So so hopefully he will fall to me and uh, everything will work out going into the next day, which will be opening day. Don't be that guy. Beautiful. Well, there it is. I think Suarez at shortstop it's just a luxury. It's just a nice little bonus to have. It doesn't want. It doesn't raise my passion or desire to target him any further. I, I will say that. But it's good news. It's not a negative. I think it's bad news for Reds pitchers, especially the ground oh, yeah. ball pitchers. He already just, booted a couple. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played short in a couple of years, and he really wasn't much of a shortstop back in the day when he was a Tiger. So I can only imagine it hasn't gotten better in terms of his range. It's probably gotten worse, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. Those were some nice uh, pick by Derry. You know, he talked about jo- uh, Jordan Romano and Pagan. That's the type of uh, kind of grafting you need if you're going to win any type of overall, you know, because yeah. uh, with the saves, you know, you only got like five real closers. Everybody else is saved by committee. So you got to target these guys early. Like Derry, you know, Jordan Romano, Pagan, he was thinking, you know, way ahead. And now, you know, he has Jordan Romano in a lot of leagues. Could yeah, I just I, I I couldn't bring myself to to reach for a Liam Hendricks or yeah. or, a, or a Diaz or a Chapman, yeah. which I like all of those guys. But I, I can't I can't go for six, seventh round when there's just really, really good bats there. And I think yep, there's exactly. some opportunity and shares of other closers or even really high level setup men that could get some saves and you can get these guys way down the road and they could really help you out. And it's a great point. You know, I think, uh, you know, our, 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 our good body. Uh, oh my God. I'm forgetting his name. I'm What's the worst. his name? Who is he? I'm forgetting. SB streamer. No. White no, Curland. No. Simon Dice. No, stop. <laughs> just, just, just move on. Upper Decker. 
It'll come. Uh, it'll come to me. Okay. Stop. Palmamino. Stop. Good at what? Sitting on ass. <laughs> no, he talked about the the best way to win. Kind of in overall is is to scoop scoop up guys really late that end up being closers and and are you yeah. know super valuable and can really help you out. So that's kind of been my strategy in many of my leagues. Me too. I'm yep, scooping yep. up the McGee's and stuff. Give me the Jake McGee. <laughs> wow. the Jake McGee's you are a and stuff. bold man. You're li- you like living on the edge, don't you? Hey, man, I'm going down swinging. Oh, I'm going swinging for the fences. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it here on this show. We love it. We like people to take risks, live on the edge. This is hey, it. It's Enrico Palazzo. Fantasy Baseball Podcast, of course. Palazzo Podcast. ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z. Utah. Give me two. On Twitter and Facebook, please follow us. Of course, you can sub our YouTube channel, which we are live on right now. Woohoo! Hi! Hello, world! All right. I got to move us forward because we have other things to do. So it's now time to get into Enrico's Inquisition, where we ask Simon stuff that has little to do with baseball. But maybe it has everything to do with baseball. Are you ready for this? I don't know too much about outside of baseball. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, you've heard the show. You know how this works, man. Yeah. (laughs) Are you declining? Should we turn the show off? No, no. Let's go. Let's roll. All right. Here we go. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow. This is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988 by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, oh Nelly. Get ready for some doozies, because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> I got to show you this real quick, because I'm so impressed. Uh, Bubble, Boxcore Bubblegum on Twitter is watching the show, apparently, <laughs> and she just tweeted at me and you, dearie, and you were right, dearie, you were 100% correct. For those of you that listen to the podcast, you won't be able to see this, but for those of you that are watching live, we're going over to Twitter right now. Uh, there it is. There it Look is. Amazing. Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker on this. Trammell's little smirk oh. in his hair. Wow. Beautiful this double so play cool. combination. Yes. Thank you so much, Box Score Bubblegum. You're the best. That is made my night. That is a fantastic tweet. That's why we do this show, because Deary was right, and then somebody went and found it. I mean, that kind of connection is so cool. That is that is truly why we do the show. Thank you so much for that. That was fantastic. Whoa, we just went into the vortex. All right. Hell. We're cool. All right. We're cool. Now we're back. So we're in Enrico's Inquisition here. We're going to ask Simon silly things. Simon, this is the new thing I've been doing uh, recently, so... Favorite musical group, favorite musical artist, or however you want to spin it. Give us some of your favorite musical offerings. Ooh. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I'm, uh, I know you school. got soul. I know you sing. Oh, you sing in the show. I'm old school 90s, uh, 90s rap. Uh, but <laughs> oh, I don't listen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to rap too much anymore. Uh, and lately... The last two years, I haven't listened to any music at all. I've been stuck in uh, 1999, listening to music from 1999. The last two years, that's it. Limp Biscuit? Uh, yeah, little Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wow. listening. Yeah, it just I got a playlist from 1999, and just um, I'm trying to write a book about 1999. So I got to get in that mood. So the last two years, I've been listening to the same songs over and over. But yeah. Give us a couple songs. You got to give us a few. 
All right, let's see. Let's see what uh, Spotify got here. Uh, got the no pigeons. That's amazing. Got the no pigeons. Got the Nas be like. Got the oh. street talking slick Rick. Also <laughs> got the watch out now the B nuts. Got the no scrubs TLC. Oh look, <laughs> you I got, got the TLC, TLC shirt on, Mike. Oh sweet, crazy sexy cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I watch a lot of baseball, not too much music. I don't know too much about music. Are you kidding me? You just dropped a bunch of stuff. That's incredible. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs is a guy who can't get no love from me. Hanging outside of the passenger window, trying to holler. At me. Yeah. It's not cool. Come on, show some respect out there, fella. I was a uh, I was a senior in high school when that came out. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, know you all, and uh, I know all Simon. Those. Yeah, you guys graduated the same year. I think Simon. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. I was a ninety eight er, so we're right there. I'm right there with you. Okay. I was a senior. You were a junior. You guys were juniors. I was running around like a total dipshit. Who knows what I was doing? But. 1999 is an interesting year. And the fact that you're writing a book about it, actually, yeah. I think is, is there a perspective about it? I mean, not, I don't want you to give too much away, but like, are you no, writing I'm, it as I'm, like a I, fictional I really thing? like uh, science fiction, so I'm going crazy. Oh. Uh, you know, I want to paint the picture. I want to paint, you know, 1999, what it was like around here in the San Fernando Valley growing up. Uh, but then I want to get crazy, uh, just real like uh, simulation theory and all this crazy shit like later on. But... I gotta, wow. you know, I gotta paint it. You know, it's gonna be science fiction. That's incredible. Robbie Baseball's yeah. commenting at us. What What about Creed? Writing about 1999. <laughs> Creed. In the second time Creed's been up in two weeks. <laughs> Robbie, by the way, is great. I was on the Dingers pod with Robbie and Ty a couple weeks ago. Had a great time. I talked Tigers. And I said on that show, if Scoople made the opening day roster, that I would give the Tigers their props. So. Tigers, this is my full respect. You actually have my respect again. Scooble and I is both on the opening day roster. I commend you, and I have nothing negative to say. Congratulations. Well done. Two thumbs up. All right, we're doing Enrico's Inquisition here with Simon Dice. Simon. Now, this was amended. Remember when Michael Simeone was on last week, dearie? He changed this for us for the better, I think. Curveballs, sliders, or change-ups. That's the new okay. twist now. Which do you prefer? Okay. Um, you know, I love all the pitches. And I, <laughs> I, I watch Clinton Kershaw all the time. But, you know, I got to go. Give me that Randy Johnson slider. Oh! I don't think I've heard that and coming one. At, coming at you at that angle, you know, got to do the John Krug get away. Just <laughs> Randy, slide, Randy Johnson slider. And I love the changeup too. Give me the Pedro changeup too. But yeah, Randy Johnson slider. Great call, Gary. I don't think we've heard that one, and that is very respectable. He's a Hall of Famer. You don't think he gets talked about enough for some reason? Oh, it's just devastating. Guy's six foot eleven, and he comes kind of from the, that side angle. So you're a lefty going against that thing, and he's basically throwing it at your ass, and then ends up on the other side of the strike zone, and you're doing the John Cruck. You're swinging out of your shoes and falling over. I mean, that just had to be terrifying. For a guy to be that big, by the time he finished his, like, whew, he's like right in your face. By the time, yeah, exactly. He's like two feet away from you by the time he does his follow through. Uh, great call on that. Randy Johnson slider. Excellent. That's a great answer. See, you came through in the clutch. I knew you would, Simon. <laughs> I knew you would. Uh, do you go Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior? Ooh, this is so tough. This yeah, is so it's tough, not easy. Man. This is so tough, but. 
man, I gotta go Ultimate Warrior because the way you know he came out with a different color belt, the way you know that was kind of new back in the day. So I gotta go Ultimate Warrior. He he just got me. He, he still gets me pumped up. But those are my one of my two. Shaking favorites. those ropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait opening day. He was he was he was absolutely bananas. But yeah, I, I still remember that song when he would come out and he would just sprint as fast as he could to the ring. And, yeah, that was a good song, man. Yeah, it was underrated. You're right, dude. Everybody does the Hulk Hogan. I am a real. Yeah, but that one's underrated. And then you remember you remember you remember Macho Man's entrance. Yeah, it wasn't at the graduation. Stupid. It was yes, very dumb. But he did have Miss Elizabeth. She was a beautiful yep, woman. And scary a great Sherry. manager. Ah, scary Sherry. God, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. If you, I saw Scary Sherry on acid once. I was really scared. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. And I just happened to see it on a late night show. It was, oh, it was wow. really not cool at all. I, I also saw Kramer on edibles and I was scared too. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm Oh, man. That's just me. At any rate... Talking wrestling, we're talking Enrico's Inquisition here with Simon Dice. Follow him at Hon Run Baseball. Hon Run. It looks like Hon Run. H O N R O N. Hon Run Baseball. And that's a yeah, tribute Hon to your Ron. uncle, you said, right? Yeah, sort of. You know, my uncle say Hon Run or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, awesome. you know, like uh, in the Latin culture, uh, when they home run is Hon Run and it's spelled like J O N R O N with like, um, you know, you know, the. It's, I can't say it right now. Uh, you know, Hon Rope. Yeah, people, if you look at J O N, you'll be like John Ron. It doesn't sound like Hon Ron. You know, you got to put excitement to it. Hon Ron. <laughs> so, you got 20 Hon Rons. Funky. <laughs> <laughs> Loving. <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm so glad we got that. Yeah, you got to pull that one. That's going to be a drop. <laughs> My girlfriend can roll her R's too. She does it really well. I just have to go. <laughs> I can't do it. I just. No. I used to speak Spanish. I took three years of college level Spanish. Now it's all. Okay. Long gone. <laughs> all right. We're doing Enrico's Inquisition. We're talking stuff. Various trash. Uh, Charlie Sheen or Emilio Estevez? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to answer yet, but th- there's a new Mighty Ducks coming out today on the Disney Channel, so I might take a look, but man. I didn't Charlie even know Sheen, that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Charlie just, Sheen just, just went nuts. He went nuts, and I just watched Major League and Major League 2 two weeks ago, so I'm going to have to go with Charlie Sheen. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow like thing. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> Ricky Vaughn. Too much baseball going on there. Emilio Estevez does not have a baseball character that I can think of. I don't think that ever. Well, you may run like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch the Mighty Ducks. Like shit. Dear, you watched it today. How was it? The Mighty Ducks? I, I have not watched it. I think we will probably check it out. Maybe uh, oh. maybe next week once we're on break from uh, you know this college basketball thing going on. But uh, I'll check it out. Why not, man? We got Disney Plus. I'm in. Okay. Uh, maybe this is an easy question. Uh, East Coast or West Coast? Uh, West Coast, man. But you know, I got love for the East Coast too. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, I thought you'd go that route. That's fine. Yeah. You know, why do we have to decide? Why can't we just love everything, right? Yeah. Um, now, see if Tupac and Snoop would have had that attitude, maybe there wouldn't have been a war. Man, <laughs> the Source Awards, man, shit got crazy. That was just oh a mess. yeah, yeah. It's weird uh, times. <laughs> 
It was a different time. A little more violent at the time. Actually, we're more violent now. We have more shootings in America. I don't know. It's a weird time. At any rate, what a, oh, I just had it in my mind. I lost it. Shit. It was a good one, too. I really liked it. Damn it. Oh, I got it. Uh, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth? <laughs> uh, I, you know what? Uh, I got to go Bluetooth because, you know, uh, even if I don't have Wi-Fi, I still got my phone. I still got the... AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, but I got to listen to stuff. I got to listen to 25 podcasts about baseball and listen to my 99 playlists. I need that Bluetooth for my AirPods. <laughs> That's right. And don't forget that. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Two L's, two Z's every time. <laughs> Utah, give me two. All right, let's wrap it up here. We got more baseball to talk about. Simon, I think I'll know where you, Maybe you'll surprise us here, but Okay. For love or money? All about love, yeah. All about love. So, uh, I mean, I, I never really had that much in life, but, you know, just uh, family and health. So that's all really you need and love, you know? So, yeah. Beautiful. Sentimental, reasonable, respectable. Thank you so much, Simon, for playing along, having some fun with us. Hopefully that wasn't too painful for you. I think, no, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we were too hard on you. So I try to keep it real, have some fun, have a few laughs, maybe learn something. And I think we did. You gave us some insight. And we want to thank you for being open and honest with us on the Hey, it's Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to roadfanatic.com right now and you can read a brand new article from Phil Goyette. It's really good stuff. It's about the rookie ladder. What does that mean? Well, you got to go to the website and read it. Maybe uh, Simon will go there later and read that article. You never know. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Just let me know. Phil's a smart guy. He knows prospects. He's an up-and-comer. He's a respectable dude. So I think we should give Phil his props. Go read Phil Goyette's latest article, rotofanatic.com. All right, uh, a little bit of a time crunch here, so maybe we'll trim this down. We got to do Insane Fantasy Takes, though, so let's roll them. Insane Fantasy Takes. Why you take that? Oh, I I've already said this. You know, my sin dog needs some work, but I thought my B real is pretty decent. I, I I can live with that. I thought I did a pretty good job there. But this is all about getting it on the record. Last chance. This will okay. be forever on the record, Simon. <laughs> yeah. So this Man. is your opportunity to share with the world your takes, your guys, your opinion. Let's start yeah. with the first insane fantasy take you got for us. I got a whole bunch, so but I got right. insane. Let's hear them. I'm going insane. Ready? Francisco Mejia catcher. Top six catcher next year at this time. Insane fantasy Wow. Francisco Mejia. Top six. <laughs> Definitely not a name we've heard on this show that no. much. We've done a lot of shows. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays or the Rays, they they're they know what they're doing. And uh, you know, Mejia's always he's always been good with the bad, just you know, defensively he sucks there. But uh if you follow those spring training lineups, you know, he's batting sometimes at the top, top three. Uh, you know, if he just he can get rolling, uh, he may stay hot the whole year. Uh, and I'm telling you, Tampa Bay knows what they're doing. They they see something in Mejia, and uh, I think you know he can be a you know, you can get this guy late for cheap, 30 round, maybe even draft him. But, you know, if you jump on early, he can be a top guy. 
Wow. I just find that so fascinating because he's been traded a couple times, and I read a great article. Somebody had this. I wish I could remember it. It, it came through my brain at some point over the last four months about guys who've been traded more than once and how their careers ended up. We're talking about prospects, not yeah. veterans. And it wasn't good. Now, you know, trends can be bucked. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Deary, any quick comments on that Mejia? I mean, that's that's pretty insane. That's some good shit. <laughs> you want well, insane, new, new organization. Go. This guy was a, a pretty highly touted prospect, and it really hasn't worked out in the two previous spots he's been at, but we've seen it so many times before. I mean, sometimes the maturity takes a while. He's in a new spot. Like and cancer, yeah. Tampa seems to find these guys, or they seem to re- resurrect guys who maybe just didn't couldn't figure it out in their first few years. So uh, I love it. I love the insane fantasy take out of Mejia. We've been doing ADP from NFBC.com. That's usually where we get it. And this Mm -hmm. version, thanks to Simon, which mixes in the main events, which started on the 20th. So we've got some main event picks mixed in on these ADPs, which are people spending big money. So you probably think they have an idea what they're doing. Right now, his ADP is 579. But a minimum, a min pick of 170. Somebody... Somebody knows something, right? <laughs> Somebody went way up for him. So that really lends some credence. Even to Vegas what you're right now. Somebody knows yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be Mike the Mike. Hey, it could be David. Who knows? One of those Vegas crazies drafting Francisco Mejia, all shit faced, and they're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, <laughs> What did I do? But in the long run, if they trust what my guy Simon says, then it might work out all right. Yeah, so I mean, I think he's cool. gonna he's gonna bat there like two times a week, like get playing time. But anything can happen. The other guy's Zanino, he can go down. That guy can't hit. Uh, but I think Mejia is gonna find something. He's getting older, you know. Third, third club here, Tampa Bay. I think uh, I got him in the thirtieth round in uh, TGFBI. So last pick, nice. Yeah, That's last a good pick. Flyer. Yeah. Who knows if, if he'll he be sucks, on your team by end of season. If he sucks, then you can get the, a, a catcher from Cincinnati. If he sucks, you can get Suzuki. If he sucks, you can get Austin Barnes. But I think, you know, take a chance with Mejia. He has that potential. Tyler Stevens. I love Tyler yeah. Stevenson, by the way. I would love yeah. that breakout to happen. That would be good news for me and some teams that I have. All right, Deary, we've been doing this for a while. You got anything left in the tank? Yeah, let's stick with catchers. Uh, James McCann is going to be a top three catcher this year for the Mets. Boom. Ah, I love that. Plain and simple. So you're saying the four-year deal he signed with the Mets is going to pay off big time. Absolutely. He's going to bat near the end of that order, but he's going to have a ton of RBI opportunities. I mean, especially if a guy like Jeff McNeil ends up hitting sixth or seventh for that team, you know, he's going to be on base. McCann's just this high BABIP guy. I think he goes back to having similar numbers that he had in 19 with the White Sox, which was an excellent all-star season. 18 home runs, 62 runs, 68 RBIs, 273 average. I'd take that all day out of a catcher. So guys that are reaching for you, your Real Mutos or your, your Perez's, uh, you can get James McCann a lot later and at a really good price. And I think he ends up being a top three fantasy catcher this year. He is 30 years old right now. He'll be 31 in June, and this is it. This is the final big stretch of his career where he could give the most production. So two catchers off the bat. I'm impressed. Wow. I like what I'm hearing here. Um, I got one. I'll give it one, but I want to go back. Simon, you got some more, so I want to get some more here. Simon, give us another one. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see here. Chris Paddock, Pablo Lopez, and Jesus Lazardo, they're going to go in the top 50 next year. Especially, you know, Chris Paddock, I believe in these bounce 
bounce back guys because his rookie year, man, he balled out and he sucked last year. Now he doesn't have that pressure in San Diego. You know, they got Darvish, they got the other guys. But I think, you know, Paddock's going to have a real bounce back year and I think he's going to be top 50 this time next year. Insane fantasy takes. Wow. Holy shit balls, man. This is getting this is getting crazy. This truly is getting insane. Chris Paddock <laughs> was really good his rookie year. 140 mm-hmm. innings pitched and he had a 3.33 ERA. But I I thought about drafting him a few times and I looked at his FIP for that 333. I don't have any shares of him either. Really? I, 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 yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. I don't have any shares of Paddock, but I think he's going to bounce back. I always believe in these bounce back. People always trash, you know, Jesse Winker when he came up, and they always bounce back. He has the skills. Okay. Yeah, well, that 333 yeah. ERA had a 3.95 FIP, so that's a little higher. I mean, you know, that that doesn't say everything. Last year, his ERA was 473 and with a 502 FIP, so this is the year where we'll find out what's real and what's not, in my opinion. And yeah. if you're betting on Paddock, then... That's a win-win. You throw in Lazardo yeah. and Pablo Lopez of the Marlins, yeah. who I have a yep. lot of shares of Pablo Lopez. Yeah, me too. And then I saw him Paddock when they were playing the Dodgers in spring training. He's using the cameras this year, so he's uh, he's trying to find an edge too. So before that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't paying too much attention to his uh, work there. Gary, which of those three do you like the best? I'm all over Lazardo this year. I traded for him in my keeper league. I think. Mm. I, th- I think they might be a little careful with his innings this year. I still think he gets a lot of starts, but maybe they're they're five six inning starts because they're going to want him for the stretch run. Because I think I think the A's are going to be trying to compete and to get into into the playoffs this year. So I'm all over Lasardo, especially in a dynasty or a keeper, because I think next year he has a chance to be a top ten guy. Tribe has spoken. I didn't draft Lasardo in Glarf, which is the Great Lakes area Roto Fantasy League, only because. Shut- it's a quality starts league, but I love Lizardo, but I just yeah. don't see a lot of quality starts. So I see a lot you gotta of five play, You got to read those settings. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Simon. You're right. That's why it's important. He'll strike out. I can see five innings pitch, 10 K's being four, something he does. Four innings, two thirds and strike out 11. But, you know, yeah, he'll go right. four innings. That's why I got like Zach Grinky probably has more value in a league where there's quality starts like Glarf, which is part of all the regional leagues. All of them use. Quality yeah. Starts. All right, Deary, let's swing it back to you. That was really interesting. I liked all three of those pictures. I'll be keeping an eye on, be keeping tabs on you, Simon. Deary, give us another insane fantasy take. Let's stick with the Mets. Uh, Brandon Nimmo is going to lead off for the Mets, and he's going to score 100 runs this year. Insane fantasy takes. I swear. I feel like we've heard this one before, but <laughs> maybe I just dreamed it. Because Nimmo, I've thought about Nimmo a lot over the last couple of years, especially because my home league is an OBP league. Mm-hmm. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's oh yeah. Perpetually, perpetually undervalued in that OBP league where he has he's had a 404 OBP in like almost a full season. So he's legit in OBP. They've been sitting him against lefties. It's been a lot of kind of you know pinch hit opportunities where he comes in and then they bring in a righty or a lefty against him. So everyone looks at the 60 plate appearances last year against lefties. He batted 196. That's atrocious, right? The year before that, in 51 plate appearances against lefties, he batted 375. So he can hit lefties and, you know, the Mets are giving him the opportunity to lead off. Give me like 230, 240 against lefties. Mm -hmm. It'll be just fine because I think he's going to be able to get on base enough and he'll do just enough against right-handers. And he's going to have Lindor batting right behind him. And then you get to the big bashers. I absolutely love Brandon Nimmo right now. Yeah, Nimmo, I mean, two months ago, he was going free, man. I don't get it, man. This guy's a top of the lineup for the New York Mets. 
this guy's the type of guy you want. This guy's a he's a hustler, man. Every time you watch this guy, he's like, I'm man, hustler, this guy baby. plays. He plays baseball the right way. Again, he's going to score a hundred runs there in New York Mets, uh, and he's still going pretty cheap. So, uh, Nemo. Sure, Nemo. Nemo. Is it Nemo? Yeah. I'd say Nemo. That's cool too. I like that. And he was Nemo. hurt too before, like a year ago. But I think he's really yes. healthy now. Thank you. So, yeah. That w- I was just going to make that point, Simon. He had the neck problem, which was a major issue for him. So in 2018, when he had that 404 OBP and a weighted runs created plus of 148, that's really good. That's not elite, but it's not bad or average. It's good. That's a good number. You know, 170 is elite, but 148 is damn fine. And he was backtrack on 148 and 404 OBP in 2020. Yes, it was a shortened season. I'm understanding of that. But that shows you he was healthy. So maybe if the season had finished out, he was back to his 2018 ways because, like Simon said, he's healthy again. So I don't know. I love it, dear. I think that's a great call. I just hope he gets enough of the playing time because they got a lot of bats over there. They got a lot of players. So we'll see how that all filters out after the first month of the season. All right, Simon, we're heading back to you, my man. Give us your next insane fantasy take. All right, let's see here. I'm going to say... Dustin May, you know, not a strikeout pitcher, but I think he's going to find something this year. And I think he's going to average uh, 11K per nine innings. Dustin May now changed things a lot if that was the truth, you know, in drafts coming up this weekend. Because, you know, you think of Dustin May strikes out seven or eight per nine, but I'm saying he's going to strike out a lot more this year and it's going to change things a lot. Don't sleep on Dustin May. Don't sleep on the Catman Tony Goslin. If you able to combine these two, <laughs> Wait, why is he the Goodbye, cat man? Co- cat man, Tony Goslin. He loves cats. Oh, see, I didn't know <laughs> that. Yeah, they call him the cat man here in L.A. Tony Goslin <laughs> okay, and Code Red. If you can draft those two and together, oh, you're going to have nice ratios. You're going to have some nice strikeouts and a lot of wins with the Dodgers. I love Goslin. I definitely drafted him more than I drafted yeah. May. So we'll find mm-hmm. out. Who ends up being the better pitcher? They both. May's have... looking nice in spring, striking out. Striking numbers are gonna go up. I know it. Yeah, he has a. St- he's throwing one hundred three. He, he just got to move the baseball a little bit. He's gonna miss those bats. It's coming real soon. Oh, I think everyone's been baffled by why he wasn't striking out more than he was with the stuff he had and the kind of movement. Yeah, it's he all got. about so location. Think... Yeah, he misses location, but once he figures that out, it's good. Hey, I love it. I think that's fantastic. Deary, what else you got? Yeah, I'll give you one more here. Uh, James Paxton. Uh, so I've been drafting him in the last two drafts I had. James Paxton is going to strike out 180 batters this year. I think he's going to get the innings. He's going back home. The other day, he went four to third innings, struck out eight guys, and his velocity was huge. He threw 97 miles per hour. Talked about how... Last year was just really tough. His body wasn't in the right place. He's back home in Seattle, the team that he was successful with. I think he gets back to what we saw in 2017 and 18, those last two years in Seattle, where he won double-digit games. He had the ERA at 2.98, followed by 3.76, and he had he was striking guys out. And I think he's going to be very, very important for Seattle this year. Got to stay away from the injury bug, but mm-hmm. I – if it's going to be an insane fantasy take, he's going to pitch 160 innings and he's going to strike out 180 guys. So that's as insane as you get because he's not a guy who's been able to stay healthy. But I'm a believer right now. He's going around 235 in NFBC 
uh, drafts. So I've been scooping him up as like my number five right now. And if I can get him as my number five and he turns into a kind of a top three, you know, SP three type guy, then, then I, I, I like the work I've done there. So I'll go with James Paxton striking out 180. Genius, genius, genius. Oh, wrong button. God damn it. There we go. <laughs> well, it was genius too. I mean, Paxton, man, I've said it before. I picked him as my dark horse MVP or Cy Young candidate last year, and that blew up in my face big time. Velo drop. He fell off the charts, and then he was just on the IL. And his free agency year was supposed to be this year, and then he ended up getting a one-year, $2 million offer. That's yep. all he got. So he's he's got to prove something if he wants to get any more of a, a lucrative deal once the next CBA gets signed after this final season we might see before baseball is back in 2024 or whenever it is but i don't want to get depressed simon i don't want to bum you out sorry simon i don't want to think about labor strife and tensions yeah no man that sucks yeah it does let's enjoy the good times why don't you give us uh, one more insane fantasy take my friend okay let's see here uh I'm going to say Victor Robles goes 2040. Is that insane enough? Or? Insane fantasy take. 24. That's nice, though, in fantasy. That's a lot of steals for anybody. Yeah. So that is insane. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. it, it's insane. Yeah. I think right. it counts. I love it, though. I think Derek yeah. Van Riper would love that. Derek DVR is a huge fan of Robles this you know, year. He's been yeah, he's so. batting on top of the leadoff, and I think uh, there was you know a maturity thing there with uh, Robles, but he came back you know in camp and he's ready to rock and roll. He's uh, he's slim. He's going to get those stolen bases. Uh, what else? Don't forget that you know he was a, he was a big time prospect, wasn't he? Ahead of Soto before he got injured, and they had to bring up Soto and. Yeah, Not a lot of people talk Robles. about Soto. Soto kind of came out of nowhere for some people. Yeah. Like he wasn't the you're right. You're right about that. Robles was all the hype. People forget this. The narrative gets changed so quickly. So yeah, betting leadoff 2040, I think he can do that. And that's nice, you know. Back in two months ago, you could have got him Robles real nice 20th round or something. I don't know. <laughs> if Turner and Robles have a running competition, who could steal 41st? That'd be a lot of fun. I think a lot yeah. of people would love that. Victor Robles. He's got power. I don't worry about that. He can run. I don't worry about that. I just wonder if uh, he's going to be healthy enough. Profile. Yeah, yes, and, and can he make enough contact to stay in the lineup? Because they yeah. they want to compete. They have a ticking clock here. They're getting older. They know that. Even though they have some young guys, he's still young. Like Twenty three. I think he can turn the page and get you know mature a little more. And yeah, you know, but with Max Scherzer better. and Strauss, their pitching is getting older. I guess I'm thinking more about their pitching, but. Yes, yeah. I love it. I think that's a fun one. That's a great one. Jerry, do you have any more, or is that it? We can move on if you want. Yeah, point. I'll do one more. Uh, Ooh. So we're looking at first baseman here. People are going after Freddie Freeman, Bellinger, LeMayhew, a couple guys that have eligibility at dual positions. And then you get to the point of an Abreu, Guerrero, Alonzo. I don't want those guys. You know who I want this year? I want Matt Olson. Matt Olson is going to be a top five first baseman this year. I thought he was going to be, I mean, he was going there last year. He was being drafted as like a top five, top six guy. I think he's a top five guy this year. I think he hits 40 home runs. He scores a hundred runs and he gets a hundred RBIs. Go back. He's going to go back to what he did in 19 and only 
127 games. He had 36 home runs, 73 runs, and 91 ribbies. Betted 267. That 195 last year with the 31% K rate, that is not going to be that that he's not going to repeat that this year. He's going to bat closer to 260. He's had a huge spring. He's batted over 500 in the or over 400 in the spring. Five home runs. I think he's going to come out of the gate absolutely mashing. I think he's going to be player of the month to open the season, and he's going to be in contention for MVP by the end of the year. And you want me to change? Fuck you, Matt Olson. Does he change? That would be a big change. Can he reduce the strikeouts a little bit? Because the guy is who he is. He's one of the most typical hitters I can think of. I know who he is and what he's going to do. But can he just make a little more contact to make that happen, Jerry? I think that would be the key aspect there. Well, I mean, when he makes contact, he's going to absolutely murder the ball. If he can get that K percentage, I mean, it's going to hang around 20 to 25%. Get it in between there, and I think it's gonna he's going to be okay because he's going to walk enough. He's going to walk, you know, 12, 13% of the time and just that exit velocity when he hits the ball. I mean, he just murders it. He just hits these absolute moonshots and he's already, he's already proved it this spring. He's already hit his stride. So, uh, you know, even if he has a shitty season and bats 220, I still think he hits 40 home runs. Okay. Well, I love it. Insane fantasy takes. There it is. Insane fantasy takes in the can. We got Simon Dice on the record, which was fantastic and deary. We've oozed out a few more. We've squeezed a few more out of him. Nice job, dear. You've given us a lot of insane fantasy <laughs> takes this year, so you should be proud of yourself. Simon, do you feel confident in the takes you've given us? Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, I'm always confident. Yeah, if I go down, then you know whatever. But yeah, it's on the record. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're gonna stand by your word. You're true to your word, and whatever it is, hey, for better or for worse, let's let it fly. I respect yeah. that. I respect. It. All right, let's quickly move into some buttercups. Now, buttercups are, you know, overvalued players. Their value's too high. The overinflated value. They are being drafted too high. Uh, it could be auction prices. Deary's giving us some that are auction prices that are too high. So it could be under that guise. However, you want to do it. Okay. okay. That's a damn shame. Sometimes we make mistakes in drafts. It happens. All right. Deary, why don't you go first on this one? Give us a buttercup that you have clearly identified. Yeah, for me, it's... It's Jordan Alvarez. He's being drafted at 82 in NFBC. And it's not that I don't like the player. I really do like the player, but I just don't think he's going to be able to be a full-time player with those those knees. I mean, he's this spring, he's already had some days off. I think when he plays, he's going to mash. His ratios are going to be good. But at 82, I think that's a little too high. Think about a guy like Fran Mil Reyes that's going 70 picks later at 152. Yeah. I might hop on the train of getting Fran Mill Reyes. Now, if Alvarez drops, if he he's outside the top 100, yeah, probably scoop him up. But at 82, I'm gonna, I'm kind of off that this year. Any comments on that, Simon? Yeah, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, he's so young, but knee problems already and missing games. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I want to go with the guy in Cleveland, Fran Mill uh, Reyes. He just hits tanks. 
you know, he's going to be ready to roll here in spring training. So I think, yeah, I agree with that theory said. I got a couple quick points here. This goes back to the Robles discussion we just had. This is from uh, Steve Guile. He's texting in. He's watching live, but he doesn't have a YouTube account, so he can't comment. But he is watching. Hey, Steve. Okay. How's it going? Hey, Steve. He's, he wants us to know that Robles' average exit velocity was in the first percentile as opposed to the 99th in 2020. And he's declined every year since he entered the league. Sprint speed is 78th percentile. And then for perspective, Ronald Acuna's is 96th in even he might not swap, but he might not even swipe 40 bags. So just uh, some counter, yeah. counter arguments. We want to get all of the perspectives out here. So no disrespect. He also says he loves you. He asked, did you play? You talk about pitching like you used to pitch. Is this true, Simon? Uh, I did play. I did pitch. I was mostly a shortstop. Oh. Uh, I played, yeah, I only played up to high school, but it was a, a top grade program. Uh, we were number two in the nation one year, number one in California. Uh, I played wow. and I, I learned a lot and I met a lot of cool people. I'm not sure if you guys remember this guy, um, John Garland for the of White course. Sox. Yeah, Absolutely. He's like yeah. he's tall. Yeah, he's tall. Uh, we've been homies since Little League. His mom, Vicky, was the one that showed me the circle change. She was our oh, coach. Wow. Yeah, she was really cool. Um, it was actually John Garland who got me into fantasy baseball. Um, I think it was like 97. We're in Spanish two class. And he asked me <laughs> to rank these shortstops. He asked me to rank um, A-Rod, Jeter, um, Nomar. And the last guy was, um, oh, man, the guy from the Mets, Ray Ordonez. He asked me. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said that this guy belong with these guys, and I told him no, he doesn't belong there. So that, <laughs> that's when I started playing fantasy baseball, like around '97. Thanks to John, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, Ray Ardonias, great defender. Oh yeah, I no got the bet. shirt here, of, uh, Kennedy High School, the Cougars. Hey, there it is. Go Cougs! Yeah, so uh, another alumni is Garrett Anderson. Oh, so, borderline yeah, Hall of Famer. Cool. It's a nice but, program, yeah. yeah. So good enough for high school, but yeah. Have fun. I I love, I always, uh, man, if I can be a scout, I'll I'll love to be a scout. I love watching baseball and just the way pitchers handle themselves on the mound and stuff like that. Let's tell Garland to hook you up, man. Come on. He doesn't know people in baseball anymore. Come on. You know (laughs) the game. You have impressive knowledge. Yeah, man. Garland's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He won a World Series at least. Yeah, he did. And he also played for the Dodgers for a little bit. That's right, man. After, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Came back well, home. See, I'm so glad I brought that up. Thank you, Steve, for the thought and the comment. That it just unfurled the wonder of information. Thank you. Wonderful job. Love that shit. That makes me happy. 2002, by the way, Angels, Anderson. Yes. Yep, Brian Rodman was a big Garrett Anderson fan. Garrett Anderson is so close to being a Hall of Famer, but he's not quite. If you look at his yeah. numbers, he's like uh, He doesn't have 3,000 hits, hits, right? He's, yeah, no, he's he a couple hundred it. short, I think. And he was such a professional hitter, too, man. He oh, he was. was. Nice, yeah. 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 No but yeah, no Hall of Fame numbers. It's almost like he played in the wrong era, too. Like, if he, yeah. if he plays in the 80s, he's probably, like, one of the top, you know, 10 outfielders of the 80s. Yeah. I think he, I think he won a home run derby, too, Garrett Anderson. So Really? He came close wow. to it. I, I did not, you know, I didn't know that. That's true. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Mike Curlin <laughs> checking in says, man, I got busy and missed most of the show, it seems. Wanted to hear more of Mr. Dice. Well, the good yeah, news is that you can 
listen to this anytime you want to. Once it's over, you can watch the live stream on replay on YouTube channel at Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Mike Kerlin, he's he's the one with the cool Google sheet, right, where it has all the spring lineups. Yes, he's the lineup yeah, that's guy. amazing. That's, uh, man, I love the fantasy baseball community, Twitter. I, I, so many smart people. It's just like, I mean, I can look at this sheet and it helps me so much. I mean, Victor Robles bending at the top, you know, at and it's 15 free. extra stolen bases, you know. <laughs> yes, Mike's doing great work with yeah. that. Next week, me and Mike will be doing a live stream on opening day, like a five-hour oh, yeah. marathon. So if you anybody, Deary's going to pop on. Simon, cool. if you want to pop on with us, just let me know. And we'll you can come on for 15 Whatever. minutes. Yeah. Talk shop. We're just going to have like everybody on over the course of five hours. Just Opening day bonanza. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's so. gonna be yeah, cool. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know, Mike. I, I'd like to get on early in the afternoon because I'm gonna head into work around three thirty, four o'clock that night. Oh shit! Well, I think we're gonna start at four because we want to wait till some of the games were kind of done to so have something to talk about. But okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll. I don't know. We haven't finalized I'll, it. Okay, so. I'll check in at night or I'll check in at work. I mean, I will make yeah. an appearance. Of course you will. All right. Let's get back to business here. We're talking buttercups. They get built up. Deary gave us one. Simon, give us a buttercup. Who's been built up too much? Okay, and this is, man, this is hard to say because uh, he's really my boy, but that's Kenta Maeda. Mm. He's going number 47th in the fourth round. Uh, I think this time next year we're going to be like, you know, what the hell? We drafted Kenta in the fourth round. I think he, this time next year he could be a 15-rounder. So I think uh, – Really? I, I, I do. I love Kenta Maeda, man, but I just I just don't see – it just doesn't sound right. Kenta in the fourth, like, I don't know. I can wait for Lizardo later or, you know, I can't, I can't do Kenta. I can't do Kenta in the fourth. Man, I actually kept him in my home league, which is a keeper league. Yeah. Now this is – this would be a different context. I didn't draft him in the top 50. He was a free agent pickup last year, and now it's eight keepers. So that's a different context. You, know, you, you don't think he's a bad pitcher. You just think he's going too high, right? His value yeah, way is, too high. Like, you know, I'll pick him later, like sixth, seventh round, but fourth round, nah. Like any day no, of the week, we would take Lazardo over Maeda. Is that what you're telling me? No, not any day of the week. Maeda's he's pretty good, but fourth round is too much for me. Fourth round, okay. nah. I got to go right, maybe six. Well, yeah. yeah, I might catch you on a Tuesday morning and you're not feeling my, you know, Lazardo. That's true. These things can change. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Uh, Deary, let's go back to you. Give us another buttercup. Who's overhyped? Yeah, it's Kevin Gaussman for me. I don't <laughs> understand the hype of Kevin Gaussman. Uh, ADP 124 right now. I mean, what has Kevin Gaussman shown? Sure, his last two years, he, he bumped up the Ks. Great. His ERA was still over five in 2019 between two different teams. Like, he, he may strike out some guys as being the number one guy there in San Francisco, but I, I just don't see him being a top 30 type pitcher. I think that ERA is going to hang a little too high and he has mm. trouble keeping guys off the base pass and keeping them from scoring. So always been a guy who kind of gives up quite a few home runs. I just don't understand where he's being drafted right now. I think maybe 70, 80 spots later as like an SP four or five, I would take that, but I'd rather have a guy 30 picks later in a Frank Frankie Montez, who I, I think just has better stuff and can kind of get back to what he was in 18 and 19. I would rather have a Frankie Montez over a Kevin Gossman. The Kevin Gossman hype always happens every, it seems like every year it kind of shows years. up. <laughs> 
yeah, it just kind of pops up. It's always here with us. We're perpetually stuck with this possibility of potential with him. Forever. But it never happens. And Deary, this is a great call. This is truly a genius, 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 genius call. Genius, genius, Because Gaussman is overhyped, man. The one thing Gaussman doesn't do is be consistent. That's the one thing he doesn't do. He might have flashes. But if you're drafting him that high, I know guys in the 200s and 300s I would have all day over Gaussman as starting pitchers. Hell, even Josh Lindblom. I know he's going to the bullpen. I might even prefer him over a Gaussman. But maybe I'll eat those words. Deary, I like where you're headed with that call. Uh, Simon, give us one more quickly. A buttercup who's overhyped, overbuilt. All right, my favorite team, uh, the Dodgers. Will Smith going 111, round number eight. Oh, Will Smith, uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna catch every day. There's no DH. Uh, Austin Barnes is gonna catch a couple days, and not uh, yet. You know, hey, there's no DH yet. We still got a couple days. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope maybe the last day, but uh, yeah, uh, Doc's gonna rest them. I mean, uh, Dodgers ready for the playoffs. They're gonna rest Will Smith, and he's not gonna accumulate those abs to get those type of numbers. I I think he's going a little too early. Will Smith. Okay. I love Will Smith as a player. If he's at basket yeah. question, though, yeah, right. He's going where he's going, and if he, Barnes takes away a third of his playing time, that kills the value. If he wasn't doing that, you know, if he could play 140 games-ish, that would be amazing. Then I'd be all Yeah, in. they're going to keep rotating in and out. They do want to keep him fresh, so he's not going to get the ABs, I think. And there's Kiebert hanging in the wings, too. Kiebert, so, yep. yeah, Yeah, you're right. Ruiz. Okay, cool. That's Those are great choices. Well done, guys. Nice work. Let's quickly do the value zone because I know Deary put work into this. I don't want to cut it out entirely, so I want to get into the value zone. <laughs> I don't know if I put quick. work into it. I was just like threw a dart, found a guy. All right, we'll go with him. So is that? Oh, well, then no, we just, gotta, we just got to play this song. That's what it's all about. Well, well everybody loves getting into the value zone. This is the Hands of Rico Blanco Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the World Fanatic Podcast Network. So, again, you got Simon Dice. We're going to go into the value zone right now. All right. So, yes, we're in the value zone now. Deary. I know you've been pumped for this, so lead it off. Now, the value zone, <laughs> the value zone is 350 ADP or lower starters, people that will start for you this season. We want to make that clear. That's what the value zone is. These are guys that are 350 ADP or lower based on NFPC.com since March 20th. All right, here I'm going to go at 397, Jose Quintana for the Los Angeles Angels. So he has looked pretty good this spring, nine and the third scoreless innings. Where you're getting him at 397, I think it's it's kind of a hit or miss, but like you're not paying much for him. He's a guy who can be dependable at times. I, I think he's a great streaming option and like oh, yeah. a head in a head-to-head categories league where he has a really good matchup. I think he's gonna get some good run support. This guy was really, really success successful when he was with the White Sox. Every year, ERA around three, 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 four, three, five, right there where you want you want a guy to to, to be pitching at. 
With the Cubs, it was a little underwhelming, but he pitched innings. This guy throws up innings. I mean, 200 innings, 200 innings, 200 innings. Even with the White Sox or with the Cubs, 174 innings, 171 innings. And, you know, in going back to 18, 174 innings, 4.03 ERA, not bad. And he had a really hard time keeping guys off the base that year. So if he can control those walks a little bit, I think he's going to get a lot of starts for the angels because they need him. And at yep. 397, you're not paying anything for him. So take a flyer. That is bullshit. Wow. Quintana Cubs. Uh, they kind of got burned on that, but you're right. He's had, he's had good seasons, but it seems like it's been a minute. I think a lot of people are skeptical of him. I actually drafted him in some DCs because Simon yeah. was talking about draft. Those innings. Yeah. 50 rounds, like our Palazzo invitational 50 round leagues like that. Guys that you could find in, I think I drafted him like the 39th or 40th round. This is back in January when he hadn't even signed with the Angels yet. Or maybe he just barely signed. Anyways, that's interesting. I, I think he could be a starter. I would like to see more from him first before I'm going to buy into any actual I think he fits in perfectly value. with the Angels there. He's going to give him those innings. Fits in perfectly. He's going to have some nice lines there. Good quality in, starts. You live in L.A., but you're not an Angels fan, huh? No, no. I, I go to Anaheim for Disneyland, but no, it's, it's purely Dodgers here. Yeah. What about the Naked Gun, though? The Naked Gun had the Angels in it. It's so cool. It wasn't I mean, at Dodger what... Stadium, though. What? Yeah, then they throw, it, was... it looked like Dodger Stadium to me, no? It's oh, Dodger wow. Stadium. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the Dodger Ange Stadium. So they had the Angels play the Mariners in Dodger Stadium <laughs> in the Naked yeah. Gun? I, 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 I believe it was, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the big A. Okay, wow. Well, thank you. That's, wow. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. All right, Simon, give us a starter. Go ahead, take us into the value zone and give us a starter at 350 ADP or lower. Uh, 360, Adam Vino. I think kind of like Jordan Romano, you got to be ready, like Derry said, and uh, that's how you win these leagues is you got to stay on top of it. Uh uh, you know, he might not be the closer at the beginning, but anything can happen in two weeks. He can be the closer and he can get you 30 safe. So uh, you got to jump on these players early and, and somehow find room to stash them. Uh, you know, and, and hope, I think Adovino has the stuff. Uh, they're not sold on barns and stuff. So yeah. I like Adovino at 360. Our buddy Vlad Sedler says, friends don't let friends draft Matt Barnes. So I'm sure Vlad would love to hear that. Adovino all yeah. day. Yeah. It would be weird for the Red Sox to pull one over on the Yankees and Adovino returns the value, but it doesn't mean it won't happen. I I just find yeah. that to be a, a really intriguing trade, and I can't wait to see what the results are of that anybody, deal because they're so tight. Does anybody know Chad Green's number? That's another guy, too, because of Chapman goes down. So Chad Green's another guy. I don't know really? what his number is. Oh, you, uh, Britain went down, you know, guarantee it's below 350. Guarantee it's below 350. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's drafted Chad Green, most likely, except in saves whole leagues. Uh, by the way, verification from your wife. Angels aren't even in the same county. Okay, true. Orange yeah. County. Yes, the game is Angels versus Mariners in Dodger Stadium, except like one or two clips where it's clearly not Dodger <laughs> Stadium. Thank you, Mish Bell. That's great. You're, that's great referential backup all right here, here's one more value zone quickly yeah it's so funny i was gonna go with Adovino. that was the one guy i was i was looking at because i actually think he ends up becoming the closer because matt barnes like he's gonna walk like 20 20 30 percent of the guys he faces and Adovino oh. at least has had some good seasons where he, he's kept that walk rate down uh so the guy that i'm gonna give you let's how about jonathan scope 
So oh, yeah. he could oh. be betting. He could be betting cleanup for the Tigers. They've been betting him clean up a lot in uh, spring training. Uh, we're getting him at three seventy one right now for an eighty ADP. But I like his. It's going to be a second baseman who is probably going to be able to hit twenty five home runs. He had eight home runs and only. 177 plate appearances last year, and he had 26 runs and 23 RBIs. I mean, that extrapolates out to a really, really solid fantasy season. He's not going to walk much, which, like, that's fine because he's still a guy who has a high BABIP, and I think he should be able to hit 260, 265, and I think he pops 25 home runs this year. So at, at 371, it's kind of a nice little handcuff for whatever you got as a second baseman earlier, and Finding second pace power that late in the draft, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. like someone you really got to hop on. You skip on uh, Jonathan Scope, you're going to end up with Tony Kemp. So, yeah, that's good. <laughs> power right there, <laughs> Jonathan Scope. Uh, Mike Curlin threw a great one in here that I love big time. Nico Horner yep. of the Cubs. Yep. I'm loving I it. Lo- yeah. yeah, you like that too, Simon? Yeah, you know what? Um, sometimes I just, sometimes I don't even watch baseball, I just follow the hype on Twitter. And this guy, Nico, he, seriously, sometimes it's all about, about reading. That. Yeah. So this guy, he's getting, when spring training started, this guy was getting hits left and right. And I actually drafted him from my bench in TGFBI, Nico Horner. So Great pick. So did I. I follow so the hype. I, I got it. Sometimes I do. We're on the same page there. I literally yeah. drafted him in TGFBI as well. Well done. Okay. Uh, we got to get out of the value zone here. We're running out of time. We, I want to get to Shine or Red the Pine before we end the show because we got to get the final predictions from Simon Day on the record. All right. Shine or ride the pine. This is the Hey, It's Regal Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com right now. Read Paul Momino's article about Zach Plesak. Really good stuff. Insightful. Zach Plesak is a hot, buzzworthy name. You don't want to miss it. Go to rotofanatic.com, read it, and then while you're there, read Phil Goyette's article on the rookie ladder. Climbing that rookie ladder. Phil knows prospects. You love prospects. Everybody loves prospects. So get your ass over to rotofanatic.com right now. All right, Sean, to ride the pine today. We're going to use Rotofanatic's projections because that's what I did. I went to rotofanatic.com just like I told you guys to do. And I found projections tab at the top. Today, we're going to focus in on these ones. And we're going to ask Simon whether it's going to be Sean to ride the pine. Simon, you know how this game works, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. Go, let's go. Of course you do. All right. Let's start right off with here. Chris Davis, first baseman of the Baltimore Orioles. Will he? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It'd be funny if I did that. Though. I really thought you were serious. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian Yelich. Let's start here. These projections, of course, done by Crosby Spencer. Follow Crosby on Twitter at Crosby Spencer One, numerical one. Crosby Spencer. Crosby Spencer One. He really knows his stuff. He's great with these projections he creates them all himself he even does his own x stats he's really really smart dude christian yelich 27 or more steals this year simon shine or ride the pine oh man i love christian yelich local uh westlake high school boy here in california uh 27 i'm gonna say um ride the pine i don't think they're gonna let christian yelich run that much they gotta protect his legs uh he's too valuable he's not no he's not gonna get 27 i'm maybe 18 19 the most i don't know 20 but 27 is way too much yeah they gotta protect him okay do you agree (laughs) i think he has a huge bounce back this year and is in the running for mvp out in the national league again but 27 stolen bases a lot of stolen bases not many guys in the majors will do it he's gone over 27 once back in 
2019, but I think he I think he hangs around that 1920 area, uh, like Simon said. Uh, and you know the Brewers are going to want to keep him healthy, so uh, keep those legs fresh. Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine on that as well. I love Yelich bounce back year, no doubt about it. But you're right, the steals 27 might be a little hot. If he yeah. steals 20, I'll be very happy with that. I'll take yeah. it all day. All right, George Springer. George Springer. What do you know? George Springer has a malady. He's got a slight issue with his side. This is classic George Springer. He'll still play in like 115 games at least this year. But can we expect George Springer to have a 367 or higher OBP? Deary, let's start with you. 367? Yeah. Ooh, God, that's that's a nice kind of spot there. I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shine it. Hopefully he can get over this, you know, little hiccup he had with his injury, which seems to happen every damn year with him. But I, I think it's possible. He's a career 11% walk rate guy. He's going to be batting at that top of the lineup when he is in the order. And I, I think he's going to do his best to just continue to try to get on base. So I, I think it's going to be a scotch above that. Uh, he'll probably be around like three, 370. So uh, I'll shine it. All right. He's shining it. Simon, what about you? 367 OBP. Shine it right at the time. I'm going to shine it also. I think around 370. Uh, I think, you know, George Springer, he's going to be excited to be playing with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's uh, It's a young team. Just going to get one again on base there. Like you say, 11% walk rate. Uh, it's going to be fun times for the Blue Jays this year. Woohoo! Hold on to your butts. Be a big year in Toronto, yes, except they won't be playing in Toronto. But Toronto yeah. will be rooting for them very hard. A lot of good Blue Jays fans over in Canada. Ryan Mountcastle of the Baltimore Orioles. Can we expect Ryan Mountcastle to give us 24 or more home runs this year? Simon, back to you. 24 or more home runs? Uh, I don't have any shares of Ryan Mountcastle, and I don't, you know, being in LA, we don't follow the Orioles too much, but I know this guy's <laughs> a baller. Uh, and he plays in the perfect ballpark. You know what? I'm going to give him close to 30 home runs, Ryan Mountcastle. I like these young guys. I think, yeah, he's going to ball out. He's going to get those home runs. Yeah! All right. <laughs> Woohoo! Bottom line. Dig it. Dear you, how about you? I absolutely love Ryan Mountcastle this year. I think he gets close to 30. Love the ballpark. Love the pedigree of a guy who's going to be able to hit for average and power. This is a guy in a dynasty league. Go out and get him now because in the next two to three years, he is going to be one of the best young talents in the league. So I'm shining this one all day. I'm shining it all day as well, Deary. I completely agree with everything you just said. I love Ryan Mountcastle. I think he's a professional hitter. This is what he does. It's what we do, and it's who we are. Ryan Mountcastle, PR. All right, this year, can we expect... Carlos Santana to score 86 or more runs this year. Carlos Santana, first baseman slash DH for the Kansas City Royals. 86 or more runs. Uh, Simon, let's go back to you here. Uh, I'm going to say ride the pine, 85 runs. Just, uh, <laughs> so close. I mean, Carlos Santana, I mean, he's not a sexy name, but this guy is reliable, especially in the on-base percentage league. Don't sleep on Carlos Santana. He's with the Royals now. He's always slept on, uh, you know. The, I'm not the Royals there. I don't know. 86. I don't know. Just, but I'm going to say, uh, ride a pine. Oh man. Okay. Just by a run. That's so tight. Gary, yeah. how about you? God, this one's really tough because he's another one who's just super dependable. Like you're like, oh man, Carlos Santana. He played in all 60 games last year. He's a guy who will average, you know, 154 to 160 games a year. He is just dependable as a DH. 
First baseman, everybody knows about his propensity to walk 15.5 career walk rate. I just don't think I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be right underneath that. I think I think the Royals may have some struggles with their offense, especially if Dozier and Benintendi can't get going out of the gate. So I'll go a little below this, and I will ride the pine, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ride the pine, but ever ever so closely, so tight, so tight. It's gonna be very close. I do like that lineup. I do a lot of fun going on there. Benintendi, new life. Carlos Santana, always a veteran. Hunter Dozier's my guy. I love Hunter Dozier. So yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna shine. Now I'm gonna ride the pine. Final <laughs> done. Final ride. I'm riding the pine. I think this is gonna be one that's gonna be the closest of all the shine and ride the pine predictions. I think it, I think Crosby did a great job with this one. Whew. All right, how about Brendan Rogers? Yes, Brendan Rogers has a hamstring issue, so he slowed the excitement for a possible breakout in 2021. But can we expect Brendan Rogers to hit? 17 or more home runs. Dear, we're going back to you on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. I just I just don't believe it quite yet. I don't know what's going to happen with his playing time. You never know what the Rockies do. I mean, it should be his time to shine, but I think if it's going to happen, you know, maybe this year he gets the at-bats, but really the breakthrough doesn't happen until next year, so I will actually ride the pine on this. Coors, the banquet beer. Simon, how about you? 17 or more home runs for Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I'm going to say shine, and uh, I don't have oh. any shares of Brendan Rodgers. And the only reason I'm going to say shine is because whenever I try to predict anything for the Rockies, I always get it wrong. You know, the <laughs> Garrett Hampsons and all these characters, you know. But, yeah, so, like, I really I don't think he's going to hit it. So so I'm going to say shine. He will hit it because I, I really don't think he's going to get it. But shine get it over. <laughs> every time i predict the rockies man it's just not a good prediction so just staying away from those rockies tours <laughs> yeah i think you are not alone the rockies are got terrifying they yeah. terrify yeah, desmond and all these guys the messing up the stats for the young guys Yes, the prophecy read wrong about the Rockies, I believe. It's always, always going to ruin everything about your player. The Rockies hate yeah. you. They hate all of us. I'm definitely riding the pine on this. I got to see it from him. He's never been healthy. I haven't seen yeah. anything from him yet. I don't care how elite of a prospect he is. What about Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates? Brian Reynolds, he's mm. a pretty good contact hitter. He can sting the ball, too, and he puts the ball into play. We expect Brian Reynolds to hit 288 or better this year. Chris Deary. 288, that's that's kind of high, but he's yeah. a guy who has always hit for a good average all the way through the minors up until 2019 with Pittsburgh when he batted 314. Not too bad. Throw out last year, yeah, obviously, but uh 288s, that's that's kind of steep. I think he I think he hits over 270, probably sticks around to 275. Good scoop up for an, an average hitter who has the possibility of hitting close to 300, but I just don't think he's going to do it this year. I'll, I'll go underneath the 285. Oh, Gord, I knew he didn't have it in you. All right, Simon, 288 or better, you in? I'm going to go underneath that 280, uh, but Ryan Reynolds is one of the best values out there in draft. I mean, nobody wants to draft this guy, but I mean, I already have my outfield ready, and I can still draft Brian Reynolds, and he's going to ball on the team, so he's um, go pick up Brian Reynolds. Don't sleep on him. 288 is a little hot. 314 in a full season a couple years ago. I'm going to shine it. I'm going to say this guy can do it. Let's go for it. He hits 293 on a team that nobody cares about. 
even Pirates fans don't care about the Pirates. It's he's a, a huge, a, he's a huge Babbitt guy. So like, I mean, there could be three thirty out there, and he could end up winning yeah. a batting title. You just never know because he he's done it before. Oh, well, that's a good point too. Well said, dearie. A couple more that we'll call it a day here on the old Palazzo Podcast. Leoti Tavares, Leoti, Leoti, Leoti Tavares, twenty-two or more steals this year. Deary, shine or ride the pine. Twenty-two or more steals. If he gets the playing time, I will shine it all day. That's that simple. Okay, sign that's it. simple. If he leads off for them and he gets five hundred and twenty-five at bats, I say he steals thirty. Yeah, it's simple. If he gets the playing time, he's gonna get it. But you know, the batting is not gonna be nice. But if he gets the playing time, he's gonna get those twenty-two stolen bases easily. Rangers like to run too. Yeah. Well, why is this a foregone conclusion now that he's not gonna? Everyone's. Everyone was pumping this guy up like two months ago. Oh, this is yeah, and now we're all worried about his playing time. Apparently, it's fascinating. It's the Rangers, change. man. Think, yeah, they're not consistent. Don't so you're rotate guys in. So you're riding the pine then, or you're shining this? No, I'm shining it. He's gonna get it. I, oh, okay. I think, right. Yeah, the Gilm has that bat, so I'm gonna shine it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the question with playing time is just because, you know, I mean, his rookie year was last year. He hasn't played above double A. And if he starts out of the gate really slow and goes through huge slumps, then maybe, you know, he yeah. gets some of that playing time taken away from him. All right. I'm going to ride the pine on this. I, I'm not a fan of his. I had no interest in him, even when he was being more hyped two months ago. No, thanks. Not interested. Moving forward. All right. What about Fran Mill Reyes? Can we expect him to hit 36 or more home runs this year? 36 or more from Franimal. Simon Dice. Yeah, easily just waking up 40 home runs. He hits tanks. Easily. Wow. Okay. Wow. Bottom line. Deary, you agree? About a month ago, I had an insane fantasy take that one man will hit 50 home runs this year, and it will be Fran Mill Reyes. So even if he doesn't hit 50, I think he gets over what the projection is here, and I will shine it. Insane fantasy takes. I remember that. Yes, that was excellent. I'm going to ride the pine on this. I have a lot of concerns about his ability to make enough contact in the lineup. It's, it has nothing to do with the lineup. It's just his concerns with contact. I'm going to ride the pine. If he hits 33 home runs, you're like, okay, not bad. But I can see some big slumps along the way here. I, mm-hmm. I, I just have some concerns. So I'm going to ride it. I want to see him hit 40 first. Show me the money, Franimal. Show me the money. And finally, let's go with... Uh, I'm trying to find one I really think we haven't done. Uh, yeah, I feel like we did that one. Uh, we did that one, too. Uh, have we done this one? How about this? Matt Chapman of the Oakland Athletics up there in the Bay, Simon. Matt Chapman, will he hit 31 or more home runs this year? Shine or ride the pine? Ooh, that's a good number. That's a good number. I'm going to say over. Yeah, I, I love Oakland. The Oakland A's, they're my American League team, so I'm going to be rooting for Matty Chapman. I'm going to say... 33, 35 home runs from Eddie Chapman. He's healthy. He got the surgery. He looks like a cat out there at third base. He's pumped. Uh, yeah, Matt Chapman going over. Shine. Deary. What's the number again? 31 home runs. 31. Yeah, I mean, I, I he's someone that I, I do have some shares of. I hope that after his surgery that he is healthy. I, I I think that the A's need him because he's an incredible third baseman defensively. And I think if they don't, you know, hold him out or he doesn't re-aggravate that injury from last year, I I, I will shine it. I think he gets to close to 35. Him and Olsen are going to be absolute monsters. 
I'm gonna shine it as well. I think 31 home runs is easily doable. He's not gonna hit for average all that much, but he can hit for pop. And I think 35 home runs can be something to aspire to. All right, there it is. Shine or ride the pine. We got it all in. We did it. Simon Dice. Man, what a time we had, Simon. I really enjoyed yeah, this. I, amazing. I hope that I hope that you found something useful that you could take away from the show and you yeah. learned something. You know, that's why we try to make this fun yet knowledgeable. So as we close the show, say farewell to the audience. Peace. No. Um, you know what? Uh, well, I want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are doing an amazing thing. Uh, just, I really admire you guys. Uh, what you guys are doing, just not with fantasy baseball, but the production. You know, uh, in the, you know, in the background, uh, you got your live streaming and stuff like that. Uh, and you know, Simon Dice, me. You know, I love fantasy baseball, but. Honoro Baseball is a lab. It's about testing things. And I'm interested in, you know, live streaming. I'm interested in editing and stuff like that. Uh, so um, this is a time to do it, 2021. I mean, I, I I wish I had these tools way back in 1999. So uh, <laughs> it's hard yeah. to talk. It's hard to get on the mic or on the camera and talk about something. But, uh, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't really talk much outside uh but uh you know i can talk a little bit of baseball and uh i hope i you know if somebody somebody else can pick up their camera and a mic and talk baseball and i can inspire somebody you know simon dice can do it why can't i do it uh we're just having fun talking baseball talking uh just having fun man just so i uh, really appreciate the community the fantasy baseball community they're very uh opening yeah i think you're representative of what this is all about you know a guy who yeah. doesn't necessarily feel comfortable doing this you love baseball though very very yeah much, i love baseball not, you know you prefer probably to just you know soak up a bunch of stats and kind of read it and absorb it online read yeah, articles oh read, my gosh i love right? baseball i love i love when you know i love the holidays but after the holidays i just get into the stats and i love the the draft season is everything for me because after draft season i kind of just chill and relax. Sometimes I don't watch baseball for like a week or so. You know, it's a marathon. I, <laughs> I get burned out. Uh, yeah. But the draft season from January to like April, that's all me right there. And uh, it helps me because it's it's so much, so many numbers. It just like, it gets, keeps me sharp and it helps me with other projects throughout the year. Uh, so I, I love fantasy baseball. I think it should be a, a class taught in a university because I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's not that easy. It looks so easy. Just pick oh. players and numbers. But you got to know, you know, study ADP and you got to know all this. And you do one of those draft game. champions, 750 players, man, you're going to get burnt out. You got to know these guys. Yes, this is a game of skill. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I would love to see it taught at a school. Why not? I don't. I know they have all kinds of goofy ass courses at university. So who's they the got a Harry Potter this? class? They're teaching man. <laughs> Do they <laughs> teach fantasy baseball? Amazing. <laughs> well, look, you said it all. You said it better than I could. Well done, sir. This has been a real pleasure, Deary. I think we learned a lot from Simon today, didn't we? 
Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'll tell you what, man, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, you said that you haven't been on many podcasts or, you know, even kind of, I think you called them yeah. conference calls at one point. Yeah, no video, I, nothing. I, I've always think thought of our podcast, especially since we had Towers on, you know, at the start of January and we kind of rebooted and revamped a little bit. It's just getting in a room and talking ball. Like, I mean, yeah. sure, there's a camera on it, but like, real comfortable. it's just yeah. sitting here talking ball. You cracked a beer. I had a coffee. You know, there's been other pods where I'm drinking vodka and having a good time. And uh, yeah, it's kind of what we're here to do is just just talk ball. There's no pressure at all. So I think you absolutely knocked it out of the park and we'd love to have you back. Man, Oh, thank you. You guys are amazing. Uh, again, you know, I believe in this stuff like energy, man. You know, I'm a nobody here in L.A., but uh, you guys are in Michigan, man. You guys bringing out energy, going through the Universal Studios and everything. You guys are amazing. You guys you guys are onto something, man. Your show is going to blow up. So I'm so excited to just be part of it. I mean, like this time next year, you're going to have a million times viewers. You guys are just awesome. And I love to tune in, you know, six o'clock. Hey, got to put on uh, uh, the Enrico Palazzo podcast. And you guys have all these smart people. It's just so much fun. You guys are doing awesome. Thanks, brother. Really enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody yeah. who is a part of the live stream with the comments. Brian Rodgerman, of course, Mike Curlin, your wife, Mishpel, did a great job. She gave us references yeah. and filled in. We got a shout out for Magnum P.I. from <laughs> Bubblegum yep, She loves Box Magnum P.I. She loves Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, everybody seems to love Magnum B.I. Apparently, <laughs> it's all over the place. Thank you, Bubblegum Box Score, for retweeting that. Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell. Thank you, everybody who makes the show happen. That's why we do it. It's not a joke. Yes, we crack a lot of jokes. We like to have fun. We get silly on this show. But we actually do enjoy this, and we really... I thrive off the communication and growing. We're talking to a guy in L.A. I mean, you are our Palazzo representative in L.A. going forward, my friend. No yeah, doubt about it. You guys got it. any merch or what, oh, are you, that, what are you guys going? Yeah, we don't. We have no merch no? whatsoever. Hey, man, I'll, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll rep it out here and go hiking. Yeah, let's do it. Get <laughs> yeah, the Palazzo Deary, we're not merch. even thinking. Oh, shit. So Bubblegum Box Score is your wife. Okay. Ah, yeah, that's her name you. on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Let's see. So that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. That's a great name. I like that. Bubblegum box score. Mike, really we got to we yeah, we got to get on the merch, Mike. We know some guys that can uh, make us some t-shirts or sweatshirts. Uh we got some designers and some friends that could certainly help us out with this. Let's uh let's strive to get something going before uh maybe the All-Star break. Only yeah. if we can put Simon's face on one of the shirts. <laughs> with the no, with the hat on. The LA, you got to wear the Dodgers Oh yeah, hat. that's the that's the Disneyland hat. Got Disney uh Mickey Mouse. We could so do like that. We could do like the old school, like, you know, when the Lakers won the championship, the Showtime Lakers, when they yeah, had those oh, t-shirts, yeah. the character t-shirts. Yeah, we, we could do that with all the best guests we've had on there. Have characters <laughs> always wanted to them. do that. That would be that so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, yeah. We're definitely going to do We got to do that. That's a great call. Beautiful. We always want to do that for the feast. We never did it. We should that's do right. that for sure. All right. Great calls. Wow. We're all coming together, connecting at C Deary1999 on Twitter, of course. I'm at MJ Govie, GOV is in Victor, I E R. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. Facebook. Give me two. And of course, our YouTube channel. Give us a sub, subscribe. You can watch the live streams anytime. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five star rating and review. That'd be wonderful. Then we can reach more people like Simon. This is just another example of us connecting and growing and building. A community and it may sound lame to some people like oh that's not real this is very real all of this was real and it's real to me damn it so i don't give a shit what anybody says thank you so much to simon really enjoyed yeah. the knowledgeable thank you guys oh man
Godspeed, everybody. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.